Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Wonder when, but I'll declare now is the time. 
shall surely come to pass. And now is the time, and this is the day. And by my spirit, I'm making the way. And by my spirit, you'll begin to rejoice, and you'll begin to say, lifting your voice and declaring this new day, for I'll cause you to go forth into a new way. You'll leave this place in a new way, a new strength and a new direction, for I'll restore years and I'll restore health and I'll restore joy, for this is a day of great restoration, and I'll restore the gifts of the Spirit, and they shall increase and they shall multiply, for times of refreshing shall come from my presence, saith the Lord, and it shall fall like rain. So now I hear the sound of an abundance of rain, that it shall rain, it shall rain, and I will pour out my Spirit, saith the Lord. So receive it and declare it and say it's not so far away, but it's here right now, today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Yeshua. Praise you. Jehoshua, what an awesome God we serve. What a good God. What a great God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Amen. Welcome to another Bible study. Amen. Another Tuesday night Bible study. Thank you, Jesus. We are grateful that God allow us to share his word, his revelation, his dream and revelation that he has given us to share in regard to what is coming, what is going on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. What is soon we will see around the earth. Amen. The things that will be unfolding prophetically that we need to share, we need to talk about them. Amen. Before they begin to manifest, reveal themselves, because the Word of God is going to come to pass 100%. Hallelujah. Just as God said through his prophet, it will be so. The Bible says in Revelation 13, beginning with the message of the beast, I saw a beast coming out of the sea, had ten horns, seven heads and ten crowns on its horn, and there were an insulting name on the head. I'm reading from the God's Word Bible. The beast that I saw was like unto a leopard, the feet were like unto bear, and the mouth was like unto the, the lion mouth. The serpent gave power to the kingdom as far as reaching authority to the beast. One of the beast's head looked like it had a fatal wound, but the fatal wound was healed. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We know that we heard that the Antichrist is coming, the men of sin, the men of perdition. It's coming. I had a dream from the Lord in regard to this. Shalom, early. Shalom, Sister Wendy. Shalom, Lord Servants. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister. Praise to Lord. Praise to God. Thank you, Sister Regina Rivera. Welcome. Amen. And so I had a dream in regard to the Antichrist this week. And so I want to go ahead and go into the Word of God and just share what the Word of God says and then share the dream and compare it and you see that what what has been unfolding and what will be unfolding in the days to come is prophetic. God said that they will come, they will happen. And exactly as God said they would happen, they will happen. Amen. Everything is in order. Everything is falling into place. Hallelujah. As God said in his word, a word 
for all this, it is for us to trust the Lord even more, come closer to the Lord in repentance. In our personal seeking of the Lord, it is for us to be coming closer more every day because his word is being fulfilled exactly as he said it would. Amen. So this beast that John saw in Revelation 13, amen, is what is called in, in Islam the 12 Iman, my brother and sister, the 12 Iman. Amen. And it is, according to the encyclopedia, it is a political successor of the Islamic prophet Muhammad, the 12 branch of the 12 Islam, including the Alalai and the Levi, or Alivai. And according to the 12 theology, the 12 Iman, it is a sample human individual who will not only will rule over the community with justice, but also will be able to keep and interpret Sharia as the Red and in the Quran and uh and Muhammad and the Iman are guided to the model of the community to follow. And so what I saying about the twelve Iman is that he would have the power to come and change everything to the through their favor, to the belief in the Islamic religion. Okay? He is the leader that they've been waiting for, my brother and sister. And this leader is what, whom the Lord showed me this week. I saw him speaking a great promise, great things to them, my brother and sister. He is already here. He is already having meetings with the Islamic leaders. This is what the Lord showed me him. He's already having a meeting with them, private meeting with them, secret meeting with them. And I'm going to tell you what he was saying to them. And that I tell you right right now that everything you see unfolding in the Middle East, the 12 Iman is behind this. The 12 Imams is behind what is happening in the Middle East. The Lord showed me this. And I, I'm, I'm so astonished that some of you actually hear the information. Because, wow, 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 my brother insisted. But again, let me remind you that the 12 Iman is the Antichrist in our Bible. And the Quran is the 12 Iman, is the leader that they're waiting for. In our Bible, he is the Antichrist, my brother insisted. And we know that, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, he in the last day has been appointed to begin his ruling, to begin his government, as Paul said to the Thessalonians. So where, that's where I want to go, Second Thessalonians. Paul says, remember, see that when I, when I was with you, I told you all these things. And now you know what we hold it, that he might be revealed in his time. His time, said the King James. Okay, that means he will have his time, which is equivalent to seven years, three and a half, and three and a half according to Daniel 12. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, his time is composed, is put together by three, three and a half, three and a half and three and a half years, which makes it equal seven years. And, and this is where many got it wrong when they said that the tribulation was only three and a half years, or the worst part of the tribulation will be to the three and a half years. And that's because the last three and a half years is going to get, it's, it's going to be bottle fighting like there's no tomorrow. But it doesn't mean that the beginning of the great tribulation, there's not going to be any fighting, any battle. Yes, they are going to, my brothers and sisters. Things will be happening as the Bible says. God is always right. 
So it is for us to study and research his word and pray and ask for revelation of his word to be able to understand what God is saying. Amen. So here's what Paul says. So, again, for now you know what we hold that he might be revealing his time. Remember, his time, God says. His time. Okay? Remember, a few weeks ago I heard him saying, it is my time now, he says. It is my time now. Okay? The Antichrist. His time. The Bible says his time. Because a lot of believers, it's like, no, it's God's time. But God said his time. And then which is it? The prophet of God spoke what God showed them, what God revealed to them. Like here the apostle Paul to the Thessalonians. He, he wrote these letters by the revelation of the Holy Spirit to him by the Lord. Before they got the letter, he got the revelation. He wrote it down in a scroll. And then the apostle Paul made sure that from prison, these letters got to the Thessalonians. But the revelation, he received one-on-one with the Lord. Holy Spirit, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. How these things will come about, how these things will come to pass. And this is how we got a copy of this letter at the end time of the Word of God, my brother and sister. Amen. So, as it says it is, and that's one thing about the Word of God, and God will tell you himself, if, he, if God will speak to you, he'll tell you that his word will come to pass as it says, as it is. Every word is true. Because it's coming from God, God who knows of the past, present, and future. Jesus who was the same yesterday, today, and forever. My, my brother and sister. His time, review on his time. For the mystery of iniquity, because that's, that's what his mystery is about. Iniquity, which is sin. Transgression, as the translation says. Evil. Okay, that's what he stands for. That's what his ministry or mystery is about. Because the devil likes to do everything in secret, mystery. So with anything pertaining to the enemy, what will be happening in the last day is a mystery. But to God, he can keep it all, to the devil can keep it all he wants in secret, but God says that there is nothing hidden that will not come out to light. So God is revealing it to us as servants that we may speak it to his people, my brother and sister. So, the mystery of iniquity that is already at work, okay? This is already, he is already in action. He has already been doing all this, my brother and sister, secretly hidden. Amen? Because he's not alone. Satan and all his army are working behind to make sure this thing comes to pass. And every day nonstop, they're working on this. One thing the Lord showed me about the devil, he works 24 hours nonstop. Okay? He never stopped. That's already at work. Only who who hold it back will hold him back till he is taken out of the way. Amen? Who's holding him back? The Lord. The Lord is holding him back for the Lord, for the Spirit is the Lord. The Lord is holding him back, my brother and sister, until the right moment. But now the Lord is showing us that the moment for the Antichrist to begin his evil work is now. You heard the prophecy today, Sister Barbara, these alien ships that are coming to the United States that are about to come, that I won't be surprised they begin this year because this year, their prophecy of earthquake and tsunami. This year, 2024. So the unfolding 
of, of things will start unfolding this year. This year is a prophetic year. Year, my brother and sister. Amen. And so, it's coming. It is coming. Verse 8. And then shall the wicked one be revealed. Notice that there's an emphasis on the wicked one. An emphasis on the wicked one, which God wanted us to know that there is an, an individual, a man of sin, an antichrist, okay, a man of perdition, who is the leader leading all these people, groups, nations, for the, on this wickedness. My brother insisted. So then shall the wickedness of one be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Okay? Who will stop the Antichrist fully, completely, and him, the Lord? But haven't you think about that the Lord is coming at the end of the seven great, uh, seven, end of the seven, uh, seven year great tribulation? It's when Jesus returned. According to Matthew 24, my brother and sister. So that means that he's going to have a total of seven years to perform all his wickedness and evil and really lead humanity to perform wickedness and evil, my brother and sister. Okay? Even to worshiping, according to Revelation 13, my brother and sister. That's incredible because worship belongs to the Lord. Worship belongs to God. Okay? That is incredible. He, he, he is pretending to be a Messiah. He is pretending to be in God, which only belongs to the Lord, the Son of God, my brother and sister. It's incredible. But the Lord will take care of him. The Lord will take care of him. And that's the time that when the Lord takes care of the Antichrist and no evil, then he bound the serpent for a thousand years and began his thousand-year reign on the earth. Okay? And seven years is not a lot of time. We know that. Not a lot of time, seven years, especially when the days are being shortened, that the elect might be saved. Seven years is not a lot. But at the same time, my brother and sister, it's still seven years. Okay? And as the Lord showed me those children that... The parents were bringing them out of school. They were coming home from school. The parents were coming from, home from work. And under the sign, the parents were killed. The children ran for their life, brother and sister. And a few years after, the Lord showed me them that when they were coming from school, the first time they were nice dressed, nice red clothing, with a backpack on their back, with the books and all that in there. And a few years after, they had no backpack, no backpack. No nice clothing, but tear pieces of clothing covering the, the private part practically and hiding like joy from the jungle. So it give you an idea. Remember that boy, that movie, that boy, uh, a kid movie, Joy from the Jungle? Okay? My brother insisted. And when he showed me this, I'm like, I'm stunned. I'm like, whoa. What the? That's exactly what the seven years are going to taste like. Evil. Okay? Seem like. I used the word taste and seem like. Okay? Because it tastes horrible. Bitter um, nuclear waste. Tastes bitter. It's just, it's just so ugly. But people are turning into werewolves and bees. 
two-headed monster. Okay? You know, I, the Lord has to be giving me so much in order for me to understand what the Bicene will make or change people to that when he revealed me the Johnson & Johnson two-headed monster, I'm like, how do these scientists and engineers knew that? But this is the work of the Antichrist. The Bicenes are the work of the Antichrist behind the scenes. The work of Satan. Okay, that's what the Bible says. Okay, here it is. Uh, 2 Thessalonians 2, 9. Even him, you know, when God repeats his, his him, him, who? Him, the man of sin. Who is him? Him, the Antichrist. God is, it's even him, comma. Okay, don't, don't run. Just understand that we're talking about a, a, a human being that is very evil. Okay, a fallen one that is very evil. Okay, and he will have like the two DNA, fallen angel human. And the part, the, the part of it is that he already been in office for eight years. Okay, but Revelation 13 talks about two beasts, one coming out of the sea, seas, sea, and the other one out of the land. Lord, help me to speak tonight. Thank you, Lord. So even him who's coming is according to the working of Satan. Who's working him to come out? The devil. The devil's working hard for him to come out 24 hours, seven days a week, to make sure his antichrist, his son, like Christ, but opposite to Christ, antichrist, that's what he's been chosen, elected by him to do. Okay? And he's going to do an evil, wicked job in regard to taking the left all the way in. Okay? He's going to be very evil, exceedingly evil, the Bible says. Okay? Exceedingly evil. There were generations back in the Old Testament that the Bible said were exceedingly evil. Okay? Exceedingly. That, that word is taking it all the way in, you know, not, not only abusing the person, but killing the person or cutting it to peace. And, and more, and drinking the blood and all that. But I'm not going to go into that. And that's exceedingly evil when someone can do such a thing. My brother insisted. But, you know, this generation is beginning to do the same. You know, think about some of our state, a thousand children a month disappearing. We're beginning, this generation is beginning to manifest exceedingly evil. My brother insisted. And that that is not a coincidence. It just, it's, it's letting us, letting us know, my brother and sister, okay, that we uh, are in the, in, the, in the great tribulation. That's what it, that is, that's what it's, it, that we're so close to it. We're just so close to it, my brother and sister, more than what we think or imagine. And as we study God's word and ask the Lord to reveal us more and let us see, then we understand. But this generation has, is becoming exceedingly evil. It's behaving like these people in the old days. People that God destroyed because they became exceedingly evil like Sodom and Gomorrah, an example. The, the North generation, they became exceedingly evil. So God ended up destroying them. And exceedingly evil is not just practicing evil. It's just not killing a person once in a while. It's that when they want to kill everyone, 
or when they use, when they can kill a thousand person a month for sacrifice in just one city, one state. That is becoming exceedingly evil. Because then you say, so where's the police and all this? Where's the FBI? Where are the government agencies that are supposed to be protecting the children? And it seems like they're looking the other way, my brother and sister. You know, that's exceedingly evil. Okay? Someone is getting paid and they're looking the other way. So even him who's coming is according to the working of Satan. Okay? With all power, signs, and lying wonder. You, you think about all this old power because the devil has limited power, fallen power, okay? But technology will be behind all him. And that, this is where alien comes into place, okay? Super advanced technology that, you know, we, we have seen what CERN is now, you know, running 24 hours, seven days a week, even though it's gotten birth to die. Drop there to the floor, fish to die, contaminated the air, contaminates the water, everything. I mean, it's, it's really ruining our planet. Do you think they care? Do you think they sit there and say, you know, we, we got to stop all these machines? No, they're building more. Some states already got plans to build more on top of where they already have. Excuse me? They, not only are they destroying our, our planet, it's like they're making sure there's not a next generation afterwards but what they're doing. And if it's not before the mercy of the Lord who's looking forward to saving you and I, saving a remnant, can you imagine the rest of the nation, not only that they wanted to destroy the Jewish people, but they didn't care to destroy themselves. And when God would allow them to attack Israel and come in and kill people, God had to preserve a remnant, a small amount of people, in order to that there will be a nation of Israel, as it is today. Because those people will come in, the Jewish people will fight them and kill most of them, but still there were people left of them who would try to end up the Jewish. Some other people had to run and live in cave for years. Have you ever heard of? There was a Jewish remnant back in Europe, I believe it was after the Romans, in the times of the Romans, that God had to put them in a cave, seal, make sure they seal the cave, and they live in there for over 100 years. And they, when they went in there, they had temporary food, enough food to be in there maybe for a few months or a few months. But God has to supply them full supernaturally in that cave, uh, over 100 people, in order that there will be a nation of Israel later on alive today, my brother insisted. So that will tell you how wicked the Romans were. And, and as we study the word of God, they have become exceedingly wicked, exceedingly evil. And our generation is becoming exceedingly wicked. It's becoming exceedingly evil. I don't know how can people not hear what's going on in the news. That some state got up to a thousand children being stolen that are not being found again. None of them. And people don't think what is really going on. Don't even ask. They're looking the other way. People, oh God, open your eyes, people. We're living in the last of the last. And as the Lord showed me, unless people begin, he showed me this last year, at the end of the 2023, 
unless people see judgment coming down, my son, they are not, there's a lot of them sleeping, most of them sleeping, that the judgment is what will be used to open their eyes. He said he will use. My brother insisted. And they see when they see their earth shake, when they see California shake, when they see tsunami coming into the land, is when they're going to say, wow, it was true what we were hearing all this time. Oh, man. And then they will sincerely begin to repent. But the God wanted them to wait because, see, that's the problem with doubt and unbelief. You wait until the last minute. You wait until the last second. That's not how God wants us to live as a Christian. We need to be repenting sincerely every day because we'll sin every day. See, the problem with us human is we're going to sin one way or another. We're going to make mistakes, in this, especially in this body. But the Lord is merciful that he has given us a gift of repentance because it's a gift from God. Cannot be doing it unless he gives you the gift. Thank you, Lord. So even him who's coming according to the work of Satan with all power, signs, and wonder. Verse 10. And we're all deceived. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay? All deceived. All the alien information that humanity wants, he's going to give it to them. All the aliens. All the flying ships. Everything that people wanted, that scientists and, and engineers and, and doctors and people with degree, they say, okay, show me the proof. Show me the proof. It's what you say is real. If what you say is true, we want proof, they'll say. Okay? They will have all the proof they need to prove to them, okay, that they're alien out of space and that they've been studying us for years. And they'll see technology they never saw before. Okay? My brother and sister, they will have proof enough. They will send engineers and scientists into their ships and study them, and look at their technology, and look at what they've been doing. They'll see their communication, communicate with their communication, and be impressed, and say, wow, it is true, and tell the government, yep, they're telling us the truth. They are telling us the truth, okay? But guess what the Bible says? It's all deceived. It's all deceived. It's unrighteousness. And those who perish. Okay? Everyone without Christ, they're going to put in their hand all the evidence of themselves, of their life, of living in another planet, of the technology of the ships. And the government will take that as an evidence. As an evidence. Okay? Unquestionable truth. And guess what? It's all deceived. We're all deceived in unrighteousness and those who perish. Okay? Because they receive not. Why is God going to allow this? Why is God going to allow them to be deceived this way? For the very one reason that God has sent him serving in the prophet, including his own son, and they did not believe him. Because they received not the love of the truth. Okay? The truth has been given to them with love. People who've been given this word have perished in the process of giving it. All the apostles have been killed. The Son of God, the only begotten Son of God, was killed on the cross to deliver this truth. 
my brother and sister. But I guess to humanity, Jesus dying, the apostle dying, and many after them die for giving out the truth. It is like it's not enough for them. Although, if they question the Bible, they can literally look into history and see that these men were true, that they were alive, that Jesus true was a man on the earth preaching the gospel through history. So what else did they want? They want evidence of alien ships and so much more. Well, they're going to get all that. But because God will allow it, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. They might be saved, might, because it's a choice. It's a choice of them receiving the Lord, receiving Jesus as the Lord and Savior, confessing the Lord as the Lord and Savior. It's by choice. They have to say, yes, Lord, I receive you. I believe you. I receive you, that you die for me on the cross. Okay? Because science is about proof that if you say anything about another planet, where is your proof? If you say anything about another being, where is your proof? Okay? And they're going to give them all that proof. But all that proof that they're going to get will lead them to hell. It will lead them to hell. Because they did not receive the love of the truth. My brother and sister, my Lord, my God, have mercy. That's exactly what's happening. Verse 11. For this cause God, and that word cause is reason. Okay? For this reason, for this, for the choice that they have made, the choice that they have made, for this choice that they have made, God will send them a strong delusion. My Lord, my God, that they shall believe the lie. And this strong delusion is scientific proof. My brother insisted. This week, the Lord takes me to the Middle East. And there was the 12 Iman. He was having a meeting with the leaders, the Arab leaders. And as I saw him, they had great army behind them, generals and tanks, planes, the best out there. They had them all. And the 12 man was giving them a, a speech, the one that we call the Antichrist in our Bible, the 12 Iman for them. And I could hear some of them, 12, they were praying to him, and they, was, they, would say, they were asking him, and he would deliver them, okay? And he was making them a promise that he was here already. He says, I am here, my children, and I will deliver you, he was saying to them. Now I'm like, he was speaking to them as Christ was speaking to his disciples. Because remember, he's the Antichrist. Okay? And he was listening to their prayer and worship to him. And he was telling them that he was here and that he would deliver them. That that's the reason why he was here. He was saying to them, the Lord had me there listening to what he was saying and the people speaking with him. And the leader was asking him questions. And he was assuring them 
that everything that was happening in the Middle East right now, he he was assuring them that he will give them the victory. They will have the victory because he was assuring them he would. Okay? So then not to, like, be concerned, be worried that everything that was happening, and we know he's been behind this country, the Antichrist, behind this president, and even behind the former president, and he was in office for eight years. He gave Iran $9 trillion, which the government had denied him, but we know he did, and opened the oil supply to be in purchase. Oil stock was very high while he was still in office. Why? Because he opened, he opened Iran oil as, as a first resort, like they needed to buy his, their oil. Besides giving them $9 trillion, besides giving them endless amount of weapon, technology, intelligence, all this was on the news. Okay? Never the closing, not even to Congress, how much weapon was given to Iran or sold to Iran. Prison exchange for billions of dollars and weapons to Iran, he did. Never disclosing how much. Endless supplies Iran has are U.S. nuclear weapons. Because he was, he was making sure, okay, that what he would take over in the Middle East, things would work his way. Because he would put an American enemy, Israel enemy, because it's all about Israel, my brother and sister, Israel is, is God's chosen elected, okay, the last remnant of the Jewish people is in Israel. Although some of us are Jewish by blood, okay? And he wants to conquer Jerusalem. He wants to conquer Tel Aviv. He wants to remove Israel, the Jewish people, from their land and make the, the, the Arab, not Palestinian anymore, the Arab nations, Palestine is what they will be called, a city, their city, Palestine, their capital, okay? They're, they're, they call it their, their lifetime forever capital, Palestine. They want to establish there. And so when you go to Daniel 11, verse 40, it says that in the end time, the southern king will attack. The nurture king will rush in like a storm with Sharia. So you got a, a king in the south, and then you got a king in the north coming in. You got Russia and China. You also got the U.S. But guess what's happening in the Middle East right now? Besides China having many vessels there, including the Navy, Russia got many vessels there, including the Navy. And... You have the United States, their Navy also, my brother and sister, and some of the European, not a lot. I mean, I think Germany had, not Germany, France had one or two, okay? They said to India, how come your, your ships are not there? Why are you not involved in this? So India, in the last resource, in the last few weeks, are sending their Navy there. They said they're ready to encounter any, anything or anyone. So India is involved now in part of the sea there. Okay? 
my brother and sister, Turkey has sent, and Turkey has a large army, set their way to already there. Plenty of ship in position. What did all this has to do with us? Well, let me tell you. Remember the dream I had that I shared here in the Lord's Tower over a month ago? I believe it was in the middle, the first week of December last year, 2023. I shared a dream that now will be a month ago. And that dream, God, I was here in the U.S. in the days to come. And our government were calling people for this war in the Middle East. And they went up to 60, I believe it was 68 eight years of age, where they were calling people. The reserve, they had called all the reserve I knew. And now they were calling the people in to fight for the country after 68 years of age. Because their, their army were gone there. They were calling to, and I knew all this had to do with Iran. Okay? Persia. Okay, and they they are, they are ready there for to send everything they had over here because they're gonna leave the country vulnerable, open. Okay, open for hunting, open for them to come in and take it over. And I remember the Lord was showing me, do not go, do not take part in this, because in the days to come, what they're preparing there for. Someone said, brother, are there going to be nuclear weapons going off there? I don't think so yet. Iran has plenty of them, hundreds of them already. This that they've been trying to make one has been a lie since the, the beginning Obama went into office. Okay? But, you know, what are you going to get from the devil? Are you going to get the truth from the devil? No. Okay? They, they're only entertaining people. they got plenty of them, and they will use it here. Not over there, because they know the outcome of nuclear weapon. It will destroy the air. Now, if there's some that, if Israel find themselves in a corner, Israel has plenty of them, but 300 of them, they might have to launch, because, see, Israel right now is being put in a position that this past week, you, you, you see the news, what's been happening, let me tell you. And in the Middle East, there was a U.S. vessel that got attacked. One of the delivering vessels got attacked. Um, and then the embassy in Iraq, U.S. embassy in Iraq, got attacked. Twenty people were injured. Five were dead, according to Fox News. My brother insisted. So you can already see things are increasing like people have no idea. My brother insisted. But it's all being set, okay, for the Army, Navy, and all that to be called in. But it's a trap. I tell you that right now because when the news comes out after, you're going to be like, brother, I'll be told us so. Uh, that's what the law showed me. Everything that they've been preparing, getting ready in the Middle East for, is a trap for the U.S. Because this is the nation they want to, before they can attack Israel, they know that United States needs to be moved out of the way. So this government is being lied to and deceived. Okay? Not that they don't lie and deceive themselves also. And they're going to be calling, and they're going to call in everything they have and find themselves losing everything. 
my brother and sister, in regards to human lives, they're going to lose millions of people like there's no tomorrow, hundreds of thousands every day. Okay? And a lot of proud people that will say, well, well I'll fight for my country. I'm going to go and never come back again because it's a trap. It's like setting a net for a bird. It's a trap. And that's what the Lord let me know. When they come, no. No. Because and, and I remember the revelation. I thought, well, I could be probably part of the medical team, you know, and, and or chapel, part of the chapel. Mostly it's what I was thinking. And, you know, go pray for people and all that. But since it's a trap, it's not going to, like, Vietnam or, you know, Iraq and all that. No, this, this is a trap. Like like it um, like it happens in that other word the other day, my brother and sister. Or like it's been happening in some word that's been going on. It's a trap, my brother and sister. Like in Afghanistan, that was a trap for many to die, and many did die. But even worse, my brother and sister, this one is the biggest trap of all. This is the bigger net where they're gonna get so many human lives. Okay, in the Antichrist, the 12 Iman, as I, as I heard him speaking, he was assuring the Arabs that he, he is here, okay, as they've been waiting for him to assure them victory. Victory is what he will assure them. And you, you may think, how can he assure them victory? Well, remember what they have, the hybrid. Fallen angel with human blood animal blood, it's hybrid. And when the time comes, when the best expert soldier here are sent in, okay, United States has expert soldier, and they're going to send the best. Like the Navy, the Marines, they have uh, other people that they can send in, the Army also. And they, they were sitting in the hybrid. And it, it's not going to be fair because the hybrid will take them out quickly. And then they'll send in the regular soldier. And they'll take them out quickly also. It's a trap. And these people don't even know. And I believe this may start this year. That this is the part that I've been meditating on. This may start this year. There are clear signs through God speaking through his prophet that this is about to begin. And since I was shown that judgment is going to begin in America this year in 2024, I believe this is also in the horizon. It's close, my brother and sister. Truly believe it is. And as the Lord showing to his prophet, the servant, not he he nothing will happen unless he shows first to his prophet the servant, and that's what he's doing. He's showing it to his servants the things that are about to unfold. Many lives, endless life, are be cut up in the net in the days to come. But let me read what Daniel says. Maples, at that time the southern king will attack. The northern king rushing like a storm with chariots, horses, many ships. Okay, you know, the fact that Daniel saw many, saw horses and chariots 
They still use horses today in the Middle East. But the part that he describes that were not made yet, tanks and all that, and in, 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 in planes and all that, were not made in Daniel's time. He called them many ships because they're going to be like locusts, as the Bible describes them. This Apache helicopter will look like locusts. And many other planes, many ships coming into the land. And all this is happening in the Middle East. All this that Daniel see. And all this will be happening in the Middle East. You notice the, co- the coincidence? I say the coincidence because there's no coincidence in the Bible. But just to awaken the people to the time. That all this, these people are getting ready in the Middle East. Billions of dollars are being set in place in the Middle East. Do you think any country will be, will be willing to spend billions of dollars in moving equipment without thinking that they're going to fight, without an assurance of fighting? They're not supervising. This is not, oh, we're just going to go there for a week or two, a month or two and supervise. That's not like this. They're getting ready for something big is what they're getting ready for. And people that are sleeping are not realizing what's happening. But when, when the fight begins... That's what people are going to say. Uh, I didn't know we weren't between a war. We didn't, I didn't know we were fighting any, anyone. We know that Israel was bombing Gaza and the West Bank, but we didn't know that we were fighting in, in, in the wilderness of Persia, Iran. Well, that's what's coming. That's what's in the horizon. Big. It's big. This is big. This is a lot of people call this Armageddon years ago. The final war of all the nations. My brother and sister. My Lord, my Lord, my God. It's incredible. So, he will invade countries. Listen. He will invade countries. This is the, the true Iman, who we call the Antichrist in the Bible, invading country. He, even him, the Paul says, him, my Lord, my God. He will invade country, overwhelm them, and pass through their land. He will invade the beautiful land. This is the part here that is hurtful for the Jewish people. Because as strong as the IDF is today, this Chol Iman has a greater army of hybrid and fallen angels that Israel will not be able to fight, okay? Now, here's what we need to understand. Yes, Daniel 12, Miguel and his angel will be there. Michael and his angel will be there. But here's the thing. They're only there to protect three cities, three small cities there. My brother, sister, let me read it to you. He will invade the beautiful land. 10,000 he will defeat. Okay, well, that's about the IDF today in in Israel, 10,000 strong, okay, without splitting into the other groups, 10,000. The Bible is just so accurate, my brother insisted. I never seen a book so accurate like the Bible, because you take this with the IDF and you see 10,000 strong, and the rest are just groups, my Lord. Okay, so... He will invade the beautiful land, that's Israel. 10,000 will he defeat. But 
There's a bar here. There's a whole other many. Edom, Moab, and the leader of the Ammonite will escape his power. Okay? And the leader of the right now of the Amorite are the ones standing by in Israel. When Netanyahu and these people, wait, Netanyahu, think about all this. And the UN last week went into Israel, sent people in and condemning Netanyahu and all their leaders. All their leaders, Mapo insisted, of what they had done in Gaza and the West Bank of other people that have died. So this is what the Troy must have been waiting for. He wants to make sure that Israel is condemned by the UN. So Israel will not have support from any other country. The country that was that will support Israel will support Israel without the world approval. Without the world approval. And barely any nation will not do that. My brother insisted. It's incredible how accurate the word of God is. Okay? So he will use the power against many countries. And, and we keep reading his power, the power of the devil. He has so much fallen angel behind him. All the hybrid, all the fallen ones will be available him for him to use. Most of these fallen ones are bulletproof, in case you're wondering. They will not be able to kill them. This is why the Lord is very, the Apostle Paul is very specific. That the Lord is the one coming to defeat him. Okay? That means no man, no weapon can stop him. Human man. Only the Lord can. God is very specific. Because a lot of people, oh, we're going to stop the Antichrist. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. You need to read your Bible and understand what God says. When the Bible is so specific that only the Lord, with the brightness of his coming, will defeat him, that means nobody else can but only Jesus. And the word power, the devil was using with all power. And all that power is technology, hybrid, and more will be available for him to use. Who's going to stop the Troy man in the Middle East? No one but God. But the Lord comes at the end. You see? Now, when he comes in against the IDF, how does he take the, the, the 10,000 strong of the IDF? And it's in the Bible. Okay? He will invade the beautiful land. That's Israel. And 10,000 will be defeated. These are the 10,000 strong of the IDF taken over by him. And you're like, are you kidding me? They destroy Gaza? The West Bank and all this for nothing. They're going to fall on the hand of the toy man. Well, it is in your Bible. It's in the Word. Okay? By Edom and Moab, the leader of the Amorite will escape from his powers. The Bible actually calls all he has, the hybrid, the shift, the technology, power. Power. Power that only Jesus will defeat. Not no man, not no nations. Okay? Not no man, not no nation. Only the Lord can defeat him. Who has all power in heaven and earth. Who Father has given all power in heaven and earth. Verse 42. He will use his power against many countries. Listen. 
There are countries like Egypt, who most of their army has been built by the United States because they had a strong partnership with the United States years ago, since the 80s. So Egypt is not fully Arabs. In other words, he's not a fully in favor of the two of Iman. Most of the country it is, but not everyone. But guess what? Let's keep reading. Verse 42. He will use his power against many countries. Even Egypt will not escape. Huh? Huh? Today, this is a fact that Egypt's not 100% with them. But look what God said in the, in the Bible about the Antichrist, the two Iman. Egypt will not escape. Can anyone escape in? My brother insisted. He just destroyed the 12 strong, the 10,000 strong, strong of IDF. And now he says, all right, it's time that I put Egypt in his place. And he goes over and Egypt will not escape, Daniel says. God says, my Lord and my God, have mercy. Verse 33. He will control the gold and silver treasure all of Egypt country. Guess what? Most of all this gold and treasure of Egypt belong to the Catholic Church in Rome. Catholic Church has control of these buildings, churches in Egypt that are pure gold and own the gold in the land. But the undercrowd at this moment is, I don't care. It's mine. And he goes and takes it over. He will control the golden silver and trace of all of Egypt country. Libya? Uh, we have problem with Libya. They had same weapon over Libya. They had killed people over Libya. Israel and the United States all these past years. Not a problem to the Chua Ibar. Not a problem for his army, a fallen angel. He will control the golden silver Egypt treasure. Libya and the Sudan and the surrounding. Okay? And the Sudan, we know, is another nation, okay? But he takes it over. The Sudan is not 100% with it. He takes it over. Libya is not 100%. He takes it over. He takes them over like nothing, like water, like a flock coming over, okay? My brother and sister, then God, in all wisdom, verse 44, but knew from the east and the north will frighten him. East and north from Russia and China. News from Russia and China frightening him. Because, yes, he has fallen angel, okay? But also Russia and also China. And when the news comes out of Russia and China, he gets frightened right now. He, he is frozen right now. Huh? Verse 34, but you from the east and the north frightening, he will lead. Very angry to destroy and exterminate many. Okay? He's still mad. Still mad. This man of sin is still mad. This toy man, he has an anger issue. I can notice that because he's very angry. He will pitch his royal tent between the sea and the beautiful mountain. Okay? Well, right now, if you look at the news, the ships right now are between the sea in the beautiful mountain. Because I'm looking, I'm, I'm hearing the news about this, and I'm remembering the Bible, what Daniel says. And the chests are there right now. What a coincidence. What a coincidence that everything is in its place right now. 
for him to begin his. And when the Lord took me there this week to hear him speak to them and to promise them victory, and I'm thinking of Daniel, as I'm hearing him speak to them, I'm thinking of what Daniel says, because I've done this Bible study here for about what? Over 10 years. 10 years I've been in and out of this Bible study here in the Lord's Tower in the air. And then another 20 years before that, okay, in prison, ministry, churches. And so this, of this Antichrist, never before have I seen every verse practically of Daniel 11 come into pass like it is now. When I turn on the news, and I don't have no cable service number that I, I do it on YouTube. And I put in Fox News, and I look at what they're reporting in the different channel, and I compare it to what the Bible says. The Bible is accurate 100%. 100%. My brother and sister, everything the Apostle Paul says, Daniel says, Isaiah says, Jeremiah says, and all, all the Apostle, it's 100% accurate in regard to what's happening in the Middle East. My brother and sister, it's incredible. The Word of God is incredible. He will pitch his royal tent between the city and a beautiful mountain. This is, this is that beautiful uh, chips that they have, carrier, that have, it's a sweet inside for him. He has everything he needs there for years to live there and the, over the sea, my brother and sister. It's incredible. And when he comes to his end, he will be no, no one to help him. Okay? No one to help him. So that means that his hybrid, his fallen angels, will be taken out of the way before he's taken out of the way because there's no one to help him. Okay? No one to help him makes a lot of sense. My brother and sister, verse 12 of Second Thessalonians, that, that they might be them or condemned who believe not in the truth but have pleasure in unrighteousness. So everyone who has joined the Antichrist, the toy man behind the scenes, right now is having pleasure in unrighteousness, stealing children and killing them and drinking their blood, is they having pleasure in unrighteousness, sharing with their cops a blood of innocent children, is having pleasure in, in, in receiving billions of dollars out of him in unrighteousness, Okay. But God said that they might be them who believe not in the truth. Because a lot of people know the Bible, but they refuse it. And now they're having pleasure in unrighteousness. And for this, they will be condemned. Damn, my brother and sister. And that them, once they go to hell, it's forever. Lake of fire right after that. My brother and sister, isn't that incredible? How accurate the word of God is. But. Now the Apostle Paul said, but we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brother, beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. Okay? This walk of us is a walk of sanctification. Every day, rejecting sin and repenting it, rejecting it. Okay? My brother and sister. It's incredible. It's a process of every day. It's not life that we need to stay uh, constant, is what the Bible says. Okay? By knowing that the Bible, the Word of God, is true. Thank you, Lord. 
Paul said that he told the people these things before they come. Okay? Now, look at him. Once he comes into the scene, this toy man, this toy man comes on television. He presents himself as the world leader. Revelation um, 13.3. And one of, the, one of the people from the God's Word Bible were amazed the father of the beast. They worship the serpent because they have given authority to the beast. They also worship the beast and said, who is like the beast? Who can fight word with, with it? You know, exactly what Daniel said. He's, he overcome the IDF easily. He's overcoming all these other countries. And the people who are following the tour Iman are saying, who can make word with him? Who can fight him? Who? Who can fight him? Okay? And because he has so much hybrid, he has, he has such a large army of hybrid for an angel that and he seems like no one could overcome him, my brother and sister. But there will be a nation watching him standing by who will not join the fight right away. They will be just standing by. And he will overcome all these nations. He will overcome the IDF. He will make sure America is not... It's not there strong anymore to support Israel, my brother and sister. They, he will make this nation so weak. The Lord has shown this to his prophet. It's all planned. It's all part of his plan is what the Lord was showing me. Verify, the beast was allowed to speak arrogant, which is prideful, and insulting things. And it was given authority to act for 42 months. Okay? For 42 months, he had this authority, permission to have this authority. Because he's allowed permission to have it. Okay? That means that in 42 months, his hybrid will come to be no more. Okay? That's the question that Daniel has. Who's going to save him? Because God will make sure his army is destroyed after 42 months, my brother and sister. So there will be a time, I believe, when other nations will join him. But I don't know if China and Russia will, will join him 100%. Because after he is no more, his army is no more, the last nation we see fighting is Russia and China. And, and Japan and other countries against the Messiah. Although he somehow will join them, he doesn't have a strong army anymore. He will, he will join them, but he's no more like that leader that he was before he ended up losing all his soldiers, according to Daniel, my brother and sister, because Daniel said he will be, he pitches royal tent between the city and the beautiful mountain. When he comes to his end, there will be no, no one to help him. So that to me, he will be defenseless. He will not have the army. He will have to overcome this nation in the Middle East, my brother and sister. That's what I have to take out of that. So for 42 months, with me, he opens his mouth to insult God, to insult his name in his tent, okay, who's, who are living in heaven. Now, why is he able to, to, to do this? And the insult that he, I believe he's going to bring against God is because he destroyed the IDF, the 10,000 strong. Okay? Daniel 11 says so. He destroyed the IDS, the 10,000 strong in Israel. 
So once he take them out, like right now, last week, he accused them through the U.N., each by name, generals and everything. Netanyahu, another general, 10,000 strong. Last week, okay, the U.N. insulted and point finger to and condemned them. So they are already in the list of being condemned by the U.N., which is all being led by the Antichrist. The U.N. are at the feet of the 12 Iman, the Antichrist. Okay? So after he, the, the Israel IDF is no more, then he opened his mouth to insult God, to insult his name, and his stand those who live in heaven, my brother and my sister. Now, even with the IDF gone, doesn't mean that Israel is defenseless. Because God will be the one watching over Israel, my brother and sisters. And all they have to do is call on his name. But I believe as long as Israel has the IDS strong, 10,000 strong as they have now, they're not going to call upon the name of the Lord and wish they will be saved, my opinion, according to what I read in the Bible. So the IDF needs to be out in order for them to call upon the name of the Lord my brother and sister, to really call on God and say, God, we have no protection. The IDF is gone. We need you to protect us. And then the Lord, merciful one, will have mercy upon the remnant. But remember, there is a remnant right now. There's 10 million people in Israel, 10 million. And when God had in the past, because there's nothing new under the sun, had preserved out of sex, Million coming out of Egypt, 350,000 made it into the promised land. Out of 6 million in Germany during Hitler, 350,000 escaped Germany. What a coincidence that you get the same number repeated twice. Is God trying to tell us something? Three and a half and three and a half means seven. Okay? In the last seven years, Great Tribulation is three and a half, three and a half. Three and a Six million people comes out of Egypt, 3.5, 350,000 makes it into the promised land, the children. Six million people were in Germany during Hitler. 3.5 escaped to the world. Same number repeated twice. And the Great Tribulation at three and a half, according to Daniel, in three and a half, seven years. My brother insisted. But the number 10 in the Old Testament it's that God sent them all by army during Moses, by the tribe, 10. Where do we get 10 today? 10 million people in Israel, according to the general censor. 10 million people in Israel today. And only 144,000 will be the ones selected, elected to worship God. Doesn't mean that other people will not, will not escape. But if there are the people that will escape, that's another 3.5 thousand people per sir. What a coincidence. That number keeps repeating itself. When you do the math, my brother and sister, it's incredible. It's just so incredible. My brother and sister, it's obedient to God is better than sacrifice. Thank you, Lord. I was reading in Ezra. I want to go there to Ezra with you. And I want to show you something in Ezra. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Yeshua, Ezra. Thank you, Jesus. And the reason why I want to show you this, because we can call it coincidence, 
but it's not coincidence. I believe it's always been planned in such a way, in such a form that they come to pass exactly. In Ezra 10, verse 1, the high priest Ezra says, While Ezra was praying and confessing the sins, crying and throwing himself down in front of God's temple, a large crowd of the Israelite men and women and children gathered around him. They also began to cry bitterly. Then the Shekinah, son of Janiel, one of the descendants of Elam, interrupted by saying to Ezra, We have been unfaithful to our God by marrying foreign women who came from the people around us. However, however, there is still hope, hallelujah, for Israel. So we must now make promise to our God to get rid of all the foreign women and the children born from them. Okay? But here is the problem. Neither this man, neither Israel say, God told us to do this. Okay? God told us to do this. My brother insisted. And the problem here is that we have to be led by the Lord in all of our decisions, especially on this decision. And although Ezra was, a, was a, a, a great man of God, high priest, he didn't say God told me to do this. And I'm going to tell you why I'm saying these things. I'm going to show you why I'm saying these things, my brother and sisters. Because the woman that the man of Israel grafted to be on the wife with the daughters of the giants, and they had children with these women. And the Israelites now are crying before God, Ezra the priest, and is realizing the sin, the great sin they have committed before the Lord, that their men took for wife the daughters of giants. And you know what the outcome will be, according to Genesis 6, when the daughters of men, the fallen angel came to the daughters of men and had babies from them, they became Nephilim, giants. Okay, giants. So there goes another repetition of this problem here. In the time of the priest Ezra, my brother insisted, before God raised Samuel, Samson, Samuel, okay, who reigned very shortly, very shortly. And all that was for a reason and a purpose, okay? Thank you, Lord. So now that they marry these women and had baby with them, the, the best thing they can do is to send them away. Children and women were born. Uh, the, the foreign women and the children born from them, as the Lord, as my Lord, Ezra, the other who tremble in the commandment of our God had advised us to do, we must do what Moses, the teaching, tell us, get up in your duty to take action. We are with you, so be strong to take action. So as I go out to make the leader and the priest and all the rest of Israel swear to do what, what he said, so they took an oath. Then Ezra left from God's temple, went to the room of Jonathan, son of the Elisha, Elisha Walisa. Ezra didn't eat anything, food or drink, water while he was there. So he was fasting. He was mourning because the former exile has been so unfaithful that he sent proclamation throughout Jura 
through all the land and the four men must gather in Jerusalem. Okay? So he's calling everyone into a meeting. That's what the priest is doing here. He's calling everyone into a meeting. But I want you to read the story later on. What I want to say to you is that they agreed to send the women and the children away. But the women and the children, they go away, and they end up in a land called the land or land of the Philistine. They are the Philistine, in which we know later Goliath comes out of, which Goliath was part Jewish and part giant. That's why he was a giant. The blood of the Jewish people was in him, in Goliath. He had many brothers and many sisters, many cousins, many. It was a great population that was living in, in, in the Philistine land. My brother and my sister. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And the problem here is, the problem here is, my brother and sister, that now, okay, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Yeshua. Now that, that, that these babies have grown and become mighty men, mighty men, okay, that they send away, I believe they did not send them with God's guidance. It was their decision. But let me show you what happens later in Second Samuel 27. The same baby they send away becomes grown, grown man by now. And the Bible said that David said to himself, I'm still in God's word. Okay, and one of these days, Saul will sweep me away. Let me switch this to the King James. Because David was the man, according to God's own heart. Okay? David was the man, according to God's own heart. That means every decision in his heart was of God. Okay? Verse 27. David said in his heart, I, was, I shall now perish one day by the hand of Saul. Okay? He's, he's saying this into his heart. So God, I believe, is putting this in David's heart. Because he's saying it to himself. He's saying it to his heart. So I believe that he was being led by God here. Remember what Esther and all the men did, send the women and the children away? Because they were the son of the giants. Well, here's David now. Okay? So he, he's thinking that Saul can kill him. And there's nothing better for me that I should speedily escape unto the land of the Philistine, okay? The same land which now all have all the children of the giants that Ezra used to go send away. Now the grown men, the mighty men, the Bible calls them, okay? Here goes David now to the land of the Philistine. Why is David receiving the land of the Philistine at this, at this occasion? Because Saul is the king, and Saul made David an exile. Well, Ezra, the priest, had made the children of the giant an exile also, years ago. So now that David is going to the land of the Philistine, he can identify with them. Because God has a plan with the exile of the children of the giant that Ezra sent away years ago. My brother and sister. Then here is... That to the Jewish people, even until this day, today in Israel, what David does here is an abomination. But David is not being led 
by his flesh, by, by God. So it was plan of God for David to come to the Philistine land. My brother and sister, I'm going to keep reading. He said, so shall they pay off me to seek me anymore in any more of Israel, so I shall escape out of his hand. This is David thinking. Verse 2, David arose and passed over with the 600 men who were with him to Archeash, the son of Moak, the king of God. This king of God, who do you think it is? He is the king of the Philistine, in the Philistine land, of the same king, my brother and sister, of the giant. He is a giant. This Askia king is a giant in the land of the Philistine. Because all these giants, but they are different with these giants. They're half Jewish and they're half giants, fallen angel. The blood is half and half. Because remember that in the time of Israel, the children of Israel take these women for white, had children, so the, the blood becomes, you got the blood of the father, Jewish, and the blood of the mother, giant, fallen angel, my brother and sister. And to the Jewish people, this is an abomination. But you know what? God wanted to reach out to the giant through David. My brother and sister, let me keep reading. So David dwelt with Achaeus and God. God was the capital of them. And he and his men, every man in his household, even David with his two wives, Ahinion, the Jeroboam, Abigail, the Kemalai, and Nabal, his wife. Okay? Notice that they go to live there. My, my people, thank you, Lord. And I understand what you say that. But I'm getting here to a point is that God had a plan with the other with people from the other nation, which those people say now all people that are in Israel are Jewish. Okay? Because there was a linear from each tribe. That's why we believe that they're called the Jewish people. A bloodline, in another word. But what I'm showing here in First Samuel 27 is that when David comes to this land, according to the, to the elder back in Jerusalem and the priest and elder back in Judah, they totally disagree with David on what he was doing. They did not understand God's plan because they're going by the Ten Commandments that God told them not to, not to do this with the other nations. Okay. But everything in God has a plan and a purpose, my brother and sister. So look what happened. It's a verse 4, and it was told to Saul that David fled to God, and he saw no more for him. Why? Because they, uh, Saul was afraid of the giants that, that were in God, the Philistine giant, my brother and sister. Saul was so afraid of them that when he was told that David escaped to the land, it was said for him. He's not, he was not going to follow David there, my brother and sister. And to David, that, that was good news. Anyway, so verse 5, David said unto Kiash, that's the king there of the giants, if I had not found grace in thine eyes, let them give me a place in some town in the country that I may dwell there. For why should I, thy servant dwell in the royal city with thee? Okay. David did not want to take part in the kingdom there in God with the, with the giant king, my brother and sister. But 
to make the story long, because you're going you're gonna to have to keep reading now. Who do you think was David's mighty man? Barbara insisted. They're same brothers and the same sister that Ezra the priest and them sent away into the Philistine land. And they were giants. David, mighty men, were giants. My brother and sisters, how do you think? What do you think about David going there? Now, there were other giants around the land of the Philistines, out in the outer other country, who were against David and those giants, because they could identify those giants of the Philistines are having Jewish blood in them. My brother insisted, and they wanted to influence the giants in the Philistine against Israel. My brother insisted, because Israel had made them an exile. But even God had a plan with those exile children, those giants, my brother insisted, because they became David's mighty men. And when you go down to verse 20, to the last verse here in 1 Samuel 27, my brother insisted, it says that, uh, verse 10, the Achaia said, Whether ye have made a raid today, David said, against the south of Judah, against the south of the Jerusalem, and against the south of the Canaanite. David, with these men now, with the mighty men, he is conquering every other island, every other land with them, my brother and sister. When I read the Bible, when I heard it from churches years ago, I never heard that David mighty men were giants. I only heard that they were mighty men because the power of God was in them to defeat the enemy. That's all I heard. But I never thought that they were giants until you come to the Word of God and you, you read Ezra 10 and you read what the children of Israel, they had children with those uh, giants' daughter, And then the, they, they became the giant who lived in the land of the Philistine, which was their land. My brother, and the king of God, the city, was their giant king. And they all became friends with David and supported David in all his decisions. And guess what now? Because you got to read this, but I'm going to give it you a word. David now, after Saul died, he needs to go back to Jerusalem to conquer Jerusalem. Because the elder and the people, because David had joined the giants, they hate David. Let me show you a verse in regard to that here in the bottom. Verse 12. Achaeus, this is the king of the, of, the, of the giants, believed David, saying, he had made his people, Israel, utterly abhor him, hate him, therefore he shall be my servant forever. By joining the giants, this king said that now the elder, the priest back in Jerusalem and in Judah, hated David, abhorred him, hated him, for what he did. My brother, but it was God who led David to do this. To, to have the giant of his army. Now, David is coming to Jerusalem. He's coming with a great army, a thousand of them. But behind him, behind him are the giants. And what he needs to do? He needs to conquer Jerusalem again. My brother insisted. Who are the ones standing to defend Jerusalem against David and his giants? The same father who fathered those children in the time of Ezra that sent them away, my brother and sister, are with us all ready to confront David and his giant to fight them. And what do you think happened? God is with David. 
God is with the giants, and what do they do? They defeat them. Their children kill their parents because God is with David's mighty men. Now they need to conquer Judah. My brother, read 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel, 1 King and 2 King, and see how David conquered Jerusalem. See how David conquered Judah, my brother and sister, okay, with his mighty men. David now is hated by the people. David now is hated by the people in Jerusalem, by the people in Judah, great city, strong city, my brother and sister, because they did not understand the plan of God. They did not understand that David was the man according to God's own heart. And God is putting in David's heart that those children that they were sent away, that they made an outcast years ago, those are the children that are, that are still children of God. And that God had a plan with them. And he uses David to go and bring them into their land as an exile, join them, become, they become part of David's army, David's mighty men, and they go and conquer Jerusalem, and they come and conquer Judah. They kill their parents that have sent them away before. How do you like that now? Was that a coincidence or was that plan of God? My brother and sister. Huh? They joined David. They were part of his army. And they were giants. Now he he is he is what led me to to come to the study and the Lord to reveal me this. I heard someone sharing a dream last week. And this this woman of God in her dream in the days to come saw a giant coming to her. And the giants look friendly and say, who are you? She says, she, like, like, like Joshua, when he saw the, the Lord with the sword, the angel of the Lord with the sword, are you friend or are you foe? Are you a friend or an enemy? So she's like wondering if, if the, the giant is friend or enemy. And the giant says, I am one of those that God has preserved to help protect the church in the last days. The giant says to her, we're here and we've been here hiding waiting until God lead us to help us protect the church because there are other giants that the toy man the Antichrist has who he's planning to use against the church. But the Bible says that David's mighty men fought for Jerusalem, fought for Judah, and God can use them also in the last days. My brother insisted. When I heard the testimony, I said, I got to find proof in the Bible about this. The Lord had to show me where there were giants that served God. And it came to me, David Mighty's men. Who are they? Let me, let me find out who they were. And as I started the word, I come across the Lord began to show me this. David Mighty men, my brother and sister. We look up everything and all we see is evil. But God has a plan. God has a plan. My brother insisted. I'm not saying all the giants are good, because even the Philistine land and the outer, because there were other nations around them, especially those that David went and fought in defeat, who had giants. How would David supposed to defeat those giants if he didn't have giants himself? I know the power of God can do it, but God gives us wisdom. So when David had, when David gets help from the giants. He head up to defeat these other nations, 
And he said, when the jihad raid today, David said against the south of Judah and against the south of the Israelite and against the south of the Canaanite. These Canaanite, these Amorite, they're giants. And David had no problem with his giant mighty men defeating them, my brother insisted. He ruled them out. He killed them. They went in there, slaughtered them. My brother insisted. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But David understood that those men of the, of the Philistine were giants, but he also understood by the book of Ezra that they were half Jewish, that they were not of the enemy, that they were of God. Because when we make a mistake, either whether we make a mistake, God can turn for good what the devil meant for evil. The devil meant to destroy the Jewish people by allowing them to marry the daughters of the giants and have children with them. The devil had a plan to destroy them that way. But God had a plan to use those children afterward. My brother and sister, God allowed the enemy to tempt these men because the great tempter Satan. Satan tempted these men to go grab some of these women and marry them and have children with them. And when the priest saw the children, you can imagine, my brother and sister, if the children were 10, 12 years old, they, they were 7, 8, 9, 10 feet tall. And Ezra seeing this giant already, 10, 12, 13 feet tall, and he's scratching his head and thinking, oh, man, what have we done? What have we done? Since Ezra was confessing his sin, crying, throwing himself down in front of God's temple. It was so much for Ezra, the priest, that the Bible says he was throwing himself down on the floor. In other words, I can't believe they've done this. I can't believe we had giants among our hearts. How do we come to being so wicked and so evil? Notice how they were always thinking, it's so evil, it's so evil. But God had a plan, my brother and sister. And if any of them didn't come within three days, the leader and the other men had advised that they will lose all their property and be excluded from the community from a former exile. And other men of Judah and Benjamin gathered within three days in Jerusalem. And the twenty days and the nine months, and all the people sat in the country, courtyard, in God's temple. They were trembling because the matter was shivering because of heavy rain. Here's another sign when I was reading this. This, The heavy rain. Notice how the heavy rain is tied with the giants. My brother and sister. And this is a sign for the last days. We are about to get, I believe in 2024, heavy rain. Our giants are being moved around the earth. There's heavy rain coming to the earth. My brother and sister, heavy, like we've never seen before. These past week has been raining and raining. And some cities are completely flooded. And people are saying, where have all this rain come from? I believe all this heavy rain is a sign. And I believe this year, heavy rain is a sign of the giants. When when you see that in your city, in your town, in your state, remember what the Bible says in Ezra. Again, let me read to you about the heavy rain. They were trembling 
because of this matter, and shivering because of the heavy rain. My brothers and sisters, when when heavy rain makes you shivery, it's because it's too much. It's too overwhelming. Flooding houses, basements, buildings, towns. That's what we're about to encounter here. We see the snow coming on Texas, the north, feet of snow. Things are changing and changing severely, severe weather. Heavy rain this year, I believe, will be a clear sign of giants, my brother and sister, as I sent in the word of God. Ezra the speech stood up and said to them, you have been unfaithful by marrying foreign women. Okay? And now you have added to Israel guilt. Confess to the Lord God your ancestors. What have you done? And do what he wants. Separate yourself from the people of this land and from your foreign wives. But here's the thing. They have been married legally. They have been living with these women. And they have children with them. And you, can, you know that in the olden age, 20, 30 children was basically normal in the family. So having so many children with these women, with their wives, and being in love with them, because that's why they got married in the first place, and now to look at their wife into their eyes and say, I need to send you away with my children. I believe this was heartbreaking. This is here where I say is, priest of God, I respect you. I know you are a man of God. But did God tell you that you can send our wife and children away? You see, you have to, you have to even question your leader. Okay? You have to ask the question, the hard question, the difficult question. Did God say that you should send our children and wife away, or wife and children away? Did God say that to you? Or you're just figuring this out as you go along? And this is what the problem is, my brother insisted. Because these men were in love when they married these women and had children with them. And God, I know that what they have done, they've been told not to do so, my brother and sister. But the consequence, of course they will have a consequence, Arabi, my brother and sister. But look at now, God used the giant to give David the victory against the people in Judah and Jerusalem and defeat them and establish David and his mighty men in Jerusalem. And from that time on, now Israel is occupied by giants, by mighty men, my brother and sister, from there on. And God was not against it. You know what God says about David? He says that he will restore the tabernacle of David again. What do you think that means, my brother and sister? God was not the police with David and his mighty men. 
But the elder in Jerusalem, the elder in Judah were totally displeased. To them, it was an abomination what David did, having this giant be in his army now. But not to God. Not to God, my brothers and sisters. Because God always has a plan and a purpose. And God loves us greater than our loves. God sees beyond, my brother and sister. God sees beyond. And David, being led by God, knew exactly what to do. The only one that was lost were the elders, the people there. Thank you, Lord. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, the people, there were giants among the Philistines which joined David, and there were people among the giants with the Philistines that did not join David. My brother insisted. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And I want to show you the friendship of David with the giants in 1 Samuel 28. Look. The, day, the giants joined David, the brothers joined David, the giants. And now the people for the Philistine were not happy with what happened. It was like David took their giants. And look what happened, First Samuel 28. And it came to pass in those days that the Philistine gathered their army together to warfare to fight with Israel. And Achia said unto David, Know thou surely that what thou should go out with me to battle. Thou and thy men. Okay? Achaia is the king of the giants. Totally in it with David. But he had a problem. The other nations and the other people who had also giants, enemy, who would join the people and come against David after David established himself in Jerusalem and in Judah. My brother and sister. David says, David, verse 2, said to Achaia, Surely thou should know what thy servant can do. And Achaia said unto David, Therefore I will make thee keeper on my head forever. Listen. The Lord said he will restore the tabernacle of David. The giant made David a keeper forever. Read it in your own Bible. First, first, first Samuel 28, 2. Here's the conversation of the king of the giants, which was a giant, and David. And they make David a keeper forever, the head of the keeper forever, my brother and sister. Coincidental plan of God. Now Samuel was dead, and Israel had lamented him, buried him, and Ramah, even how his own city, and so had put away those who have familiar spirit and wisdom out of the land. And the Philistines gathered themselves and came to pitch camp in Shunan, and so gathered all Israel together, and they pitched camp in, in Gevoah. And we saw so that the host of the Philistines was afraid, his heart greatly trembled. My brother insisted. They saw, was looking for alliance also. And saw for somehow that if I can get some of them on my side, I will string also like David. But see, you want to know how much David was being led by God? Here it is. Verse 6. It was so inquire of the Lord. No, so, I'm sorry. So inquires of the Lord, but so will not get an answer. 
But David was being led. Listen, Saul saw the host of the Philistines was afraid, greatly in tremble. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord answered him, not neither by dream, nor by your ring, nor by the prophet. Okay? So Saul was seeking for the leadership of God. But God's leadership is with David. So he cannot tell Saul, go this way, go fight this way. No, he's not going to. Because Saul has been rejected by God, according to Samuel, which is the word of truth. David was being led by God. Okay? Thank you, Lord. So Saul is completely misguided here. He goes to uh, one of our diviners, my brother and sister, who had a familiar spirit, the Bible says. So, okay, um, God... Um, plan was, verse 17, the Lord had done unto him as he had spoke by me, for the Lord had rent his kingdom out of his hand and given it unto his neighbor, even to David. So at this moment, the only man being led by God is David, not Saul. Okay? Saul had met his end. My brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because he had not obeyed, verse 18, the voice of the Lord, nor execute his fear wrap up on Amalek. Therefore, the Lord had done this thing unto thee this day. And one of the reasons why God wanted so to kill Amalek, because the Amalekai had giants among them, wicked giants. And how did you root out wicked giants? You had to attack them and finish them. And they and so they attacked them, but he didn't finish them. And if you leave those children and women and other people, they'll go back and form a nation again because they're giants. It's easy for them. They can move like stone. They can build buildings. They can build stuff quickly. And they can build wall like Jericho. And that's why Jericho was so proud of, out of the wall because the wall were really, really heavy stone. No Israelite can move one of those stones because the stone were moved by giants. It's like some of the buildings in, in Egypt, my brother insisted, that one of the stones are 5,000 pounds, which I saw him in a, a large engine moving a 5,000 5, pound uh, uh, stone. Only the giant can move the stone easily. And so, my brother insisted, there's no way. Unless the power of God be with them, that they could defeat, they can brought the city of Jericho down. Because it was a large, large city. The stone was 5,000 pounds. Okay? And they were too heavy for anyone to move. You have to have special machinery. In other words, thank you, Lord. Verse 19, moreover, the Lord also delivered Israel with thee into thy hand, and the Philistine tomorrow thou shalt know. And so Saul thinks that Right now, it's not good for Saul. And that's why he fell on the hand of the Philistine, too. Because he's about to go and fight giants. In the movie of Hollywood, this final battle of Saul is not so fairly. It's not so fairly. There's no justice in the movie. Because they show in the movie that King Saul's final battle is to go fight the Philistine army where he dies. But in reality, when you go back to First Samuel 27, these are the giant land. The land is occupied mostly by giants. Yeah, there's people there, but it's mostly occupied by giants who had become the mighty men of David. 
And so in this land now, since David is part of the king, aside the king Achaia says, David, you can sit on my throne, David, because everyone is submitted to David. They become David's mighty men. But David refused to do so because David saw a greater plan of God. See, when you can see the greater, you don't stand for the smoke. You wait on the Lord. So David says to the king, no, no, because the king is begging David. Come on, David. He's submitting himself to David. All his kingdom is submitted to David. He wants David to be their king. But God's plan was for David to be the king of Jerusalem and the king of Judah and to be the king and the millennial king of Jesus Christ with his mighty men. My bro- that was the plan of God with David, my brother and sister. So he cannot be the king of a God, like Achaos, the king of the mighty giants. It was a bigger plan. So in the movie where, where Saul gets killed in the Hollywood, he's fighting regular men. They're not showing giants that he's fighting, that he could not kill, that his army could not kill. Because in First Samuel, the verse 1 begins with David plan, having in his heart to go to the Philistines. Remember Goliath, 30 feet giants, 17 feet giants, that David can only defeat by the power of God. When David defeated Goliath, he sent a message to the Philistines that God is with David, and God is the only one that can destroy giants. This is why the Lord, according to our New Testament, is the only one that can defeat the Antichrist. Because he has giant blood in him. And which one of us can destroy him with bullets and weapons? None of us. Right now on the earth, no government has any weapon that can destroy the Antichrist. How do you know that, Brother Elby? My Lord, my God, we need to keep, keep coming out of the Bible. For here it is, Revelation 13. My brother and sister, Revelation 13 tells you that someone took a shot of the Antichrist, a really, really good shot on him, and put him down. This sniper takes a shot at this leader and said, I'm putting an end to this evil, and wounded him. And I saw the head that it was there, wounded to death. The head. This sniper was so good that he put a bullet between the eyes of the Antichrist. And this is not any kind of bullet. This is a military bullet. He put in, and military bullets are larger, are bigger. Hallelujah. That really, they can, walk, they can go through wall, cement wall, wooden wall, Chirac wall. I mean, they're really, really... And they're very accurate as far as the military. Those bullets are not allowed upon the population. Okay? And a soldier, a mighty sniper, takes a shot at the Antichrist in Revelation 13. Right between his eyes. He got him. My brother and sister. And, he, and this wound is called in the Bible a dead wound. That a dead wound or a deadly wound is something that usually no one comes back from it. A bullet in your heart, 
in your head, those are deadly wounds. That means that that will guarantee someone's death. Usually. Usually, that's the way it is. Between the eyes, the heart, those are death wounds. I mean, those are death wounds. They call them death wounds because it's hard to come back from that. It's almost impossible. But guess what? They got the Antichrist very good. And his deadly wound was healed. What does that tell you? Falling in your blood. Quickly recover. Falling in your blood again. They're falling in blood in him. They, he cannot be killed. He cannot be killed by regular bullets, by regular missiles, okay, by regular, by human weapons. He cannot be killed. And this is something that people are going to, to, to try to do against the Antichrist during the seven-year Great Tribulation. They're going to try to take him out. But guess what? They're going to find out. It's impossible. He will laugh at them because he got fallen and fallen in blood. And so when Saul goes to his army to fight the Philistines, and God is not with him to defeat them, because what did God says to Moses? I'm going to go before you and defeat these nations. Okay? So before you can even wound them, I'm going to defeat them. God can give them heart attack. God can kill giants. And God is the only one that can defeat them. Human being cannot. Human being cannot defeat giants. Only God can. We gotta put that we gotta put this information out there from the Bible accurate because a lot of people have a misunderstanding of this. And the devil wants you to try to do something that can get you a lifetime prison. Okay? And try to do something that you won't be able to do, but you get a lifetime prison. No, only the Lord can. When the Bible says that only the Lord will, it's because only the Lord can. No one else can. So it's up to the Lord. So it had a deadly wound, and it was healed. And all the world wandered after the beast. When they see his power, the Troy man, how he can heal and recover himself so quickly, people will be astonished and worship him. And they'll worship the beast, and they'll say, who is like unto the beach? beast? I'm sorry. Okay? Very, very specific. Okay? And so in, in, first, in first Samuel, that's what, we, that's what we see. And the Bible said, verse 3, that Saul fell straight for land to the earth. So afraid because of the sword of Samuel, and there was no strength in him, for he had eaten no bread all day, and not all, all night. Notice the power of God with Samuel. My brother insisted. Okay? The power of God with Samuel. That Israel's enemy will fall to the floor. And yes, so was the king. But see how the fear of the Lord will come? My brother and sister, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So there was no way that they could defeat. Hallelujah. It says in, in 1 Samuel 29, 2, the Lord and the Philistine passed by, by hundred, by thousand, but David and his men passed on it, rewarded, were Kiosh. Notice how the king of Kiosh, the king of the giants, and the giants are with David. Anywhere David goes, they're with him. That's why they were called David's mighty men. 
They're going together everywhere, my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. So they could defeat Saul very easy, but they received order from David. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, and obedient. Praise you, God. And if you keep reading, 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 you notice, hallelujah, how they, they love David. And whatever David wanted, they were immediately ready to do it for David, to please David. They loved David. Achaeus the king became like an assistant, vice president, next to David. But they were completely submitted to David. And everything David asked, these mighty men will do. Please continue to read our, our first time and second time. And so you see, my brother insisted, what the devil meant for evil, God turned it around for good. Hello again, and welcome to the Master's Voice. I'm Celestial, and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. If you are a new subscriber, there are multiple ways for you to get the best out of this blog. You can subscribe, and that way you will always get updates. However, there's no compulsion to do so. You can also look on the channel dashboard, and that's where you're going to find the playlists. The playlists are where prophecies have been organized into specific themes such as repentance, such as what is sin, the, the, the sin series, there's um, the America series, there's one of the most important series here at the Master's Voice that is called the Russia and China series. And for the entire time that I have been here delivering the prophetic messages of the Lord, Russia and China prophecies have always been given throughout the duration of the time I've been running the blog. So um, those are extremely important prophecies. The first set of prophecies are started with when I, when I started doing the video ministry. They're not the first prophecies that I received ever. They're just the first prophecies that God instructed me to start putting into video. And looking back, there was certainly divine wisdom in that because those prophecies speak to a time when America is going to have to capitulate, which means to kneel down in subservience and defeat to her enemies, Russia and China. And so those prophecies were put up years ago, and now many of the themes in them, many of the, the prophetic truths in them are now easily available on news articles, media websites, and social media and so these things are unfolding in front of us in real life now. Uh, just It's just been four or five short years since the prophecies were written down. Uh, so Russia and China prophecies are very important. You have the Repentance series and the Sin series. Truly, if you watch the Sin series and the Repentance series, you will learn the true heart of God. You will learn the nature of why the Heavenly Father is so averse to sin. Why God does not want the church to be near sin or defending sin or clothed in sin or battling sin or hiding sin. Not that the Father expects us to be perfect, but God expects a certain heart posture of his people. And the Father's estimation is that here in the United States, that heart posture to love what is righteous and hate what is evil is utterly missing. And that is the basis and the foundation for all the judgments that the Lord has rendered against America. These judgments are not judgments that are going to go away. I've been saying that from the beginning. 
These are permanent prophecies that God has given. These are permanent judgments that God has given. The only wiggle room, if I can call it that, is when people hear the judgment of the Lord, will they repent? Will they come out of the personal swamp that they are living in, the personal compromise, the personal ideology of well, I think I have a little time, and I don't think God is as harsh as she's portraying. How unwise it is to listen to God's direct prophetic words from himself and think that because I am human speaking on his behalf, I'm here giving you a little bit of my opinion mixed with a little bit of Bible study, mixed with a little bit of popular culture, mixed with a little bit of lies. I'm giving you God's direct conversation. And the pity is, that for the most part, this nation has been raised on complete lies, churchianity, fluff, and a lot of grace theology, which is that grace is something that we can bend, 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 but as long as we don't break it, then we're still coloring inside the lines. God has made his judgment concerning America, and now he, he is saying um, many things, that will not be unfamiliar to people who have been coming here a long time. So today's prophecy, uh, the picture I found for it, the minute I saw it, I knew that it was just right on the money. To those who are listening, it's a picture of an expensive ballpoint pen, exactly the kind of pen that you see presidents using when they're sworn into office that day that they take the oath of office and then they usually lead them off to that fancy room and they have the table in front of them with lots and lots of laws that have already been worked on and now the president is about to sign them into law. And so they always have a whole slew of pens they'll sign and give it away, commemorative items to people. Well, it's a pen, but it's inside an emergency glass case. And the words on the glass case are, in case of emergency, break glass. So you can imagine a pen is usually just free. You can use it. But this particular pen, the executive order pen, the pen of dictatorship, the pen that you will see one day in the hand of Kamala Harris and the hand ultimately of Barack Obama, this one is behind emergency glass that has to be smashed. So to get this pen, there has to be certain things broken before the pen can be loosed. Today's prophecy is Four years old. It is from February 2020, so nearly exactly four years old. And the title is Emergency Powers. Before I continue, I was saying that new people can use playlists. New people, you can also go and listen to the audio podcasts. Um, I know that here there's a sense of community somewhat and that directive that the Lord had given a few months ago that the comment section should be closed because people were focusing too much on ancillary matters. People were getting scattered. People were getting very vested in their right to speak. And they were losing sight of the prophecy. This is what the Lord says. He says that they are turning into white noise. They spend more time talking than they do actually listening to the prophecy. So close the comment section. And he said to only close it for a certain period of time. And that period of time ended up being longer simply because that was a period of peace for me. But now the comment section are open, is open. But I would still recommend to new viewers that if you listen to the audio, you will find that you can move through the playlists very fast. And the reason I recommend that is very simple. 
what you don't know, you don't know. And in this type of landscape where God is telling us exactly what is going to come, exactly how it's going to be like, and exactly how much we will hate it, you're at a distinct disadvantage. The less you listen to and the less you know, the more your legs will have to paddle frantically in the lake of awakening when things start happening. So if you can get a leg up, so to speak, and listen to more prophecies, you play them while you're driving, play them while you're exercising, play them while you're on your walk, walking your dog, everyday activities that you do anyway. If you're listening to these prophecies, they will change you. And the reason they will change you is not because I'm here to make a compelling case. They will change you because the living Holy Spirit is inside his own messages. He's also on the blog. The spirit of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. It is Jesus Christ bringing these messages to his people. He's not going to appear in the flame of fire in our rooms. He appoints people, he trains them, and he sets them out. So with that being said, you're welcome. The title of today's prophecy is Emergency Powers, February 9, 2020. And the Lord was bringing it back by simply stirring these two words upon my heart recently. This prophecy had completely fallen off the radar for me. But... Before I go into this prophecy, the Lord has given some words. I always pray. I always fellowship with the Lord before I come to make the prophecies. And so the Lord has given some words that are a prophecy in themselves. Today is December 19, 2023. And these are the words that the Lord gave me. The Lord was saying, before I even wrote it down, that Barack Obama is coming back to power. That Barack Obama is going to be a single-player president. He may not be called president. He may have a brand new title that will be invented for the time that he will be leading. But he is going to be coming back to power and he is going to be a single ruler, meaning that he's not going to really rely on um, the system of checks and balances that we have now, he's not going to rely on the lawmakers. If the lawmakers are kept in that future time when Obama is president, it will be purely as a dummy alternative, meaning that they will be stripped of all power, they will be stripped of all meaningfulness, they will be as useful as whoever advises King, Kim Jong-un. They'll just be there, perhaps drawing a salary, perhaps not. They will be decorative they will not have any power. All the power in the future America is going to be vested in the executive. I've shared before that the power Barack Obama will have will be power to say a thing. So he may be speaking and he may suddenly have a bright idea in the middle of a speech. And he will simply say something like, in fact, from today, I'm going to see to it that such and such a thing is hereby implemented in all the provinces of the new American Federation. Remember that America is no longer going to be a republic that is a democracy. It is going to be a federation, exactly how Russia is the Russian Federation. That is the style and the system of government. So God says that Barack Obama is coming to power. And when I heard this thing, I just said, okay, Lord, Barack Obama will come back to power. He will be a continuous ruler. 
meaning that he will rule through a series of deputies until he finally shows up as himself. So when the Lord was saying this conversationally before I actually took a pen and started putting it down, the Lord was saying, you should tell them that Obama will come back to power. You should tell them that Obama will come back to power. And I was thinking, Lord, is he coming back to power now? Because if Obama's coming back to power now, then you will hearken back to one of the old prophecies that I first put on the blog, I think, in 2019, where the Lord remarked to me conversationally, and this was in 2015. So the blog was created in 2019, and that is when I began to upload posts. But every post here has a date that I received it. I do not give dates of fulfillment because I am not a candy pop-tart false date setter person. God doesn't give me dates. God, the day that he talks to me about something, the day that he says, take your pen and write, thus says the Lord, then that, that's the date. And there's a title for that prophecy. As to when the prophecy unfolds, many people you've seen that you've only been here for four years and now everything I was telling you when I first started, it's on TV now and there is more to come. The aliens are on TV. The new little gun laws and having to register in New York City and they're trying to take your guns away in other places. It's now on TV, but it was politely said in 2019. So the Lord mentioned about Obama and he simply used to say to me in 2015 thereabouts, when you see Obama, it will be the start of the most terrible times that you have ever lived through my daughter. And I, I said, when I hear those things, it used to put so much pressure and so much stress on my heart because God would be telling me that we are going to be living in a nightmare. We're going to be living in a dictatorship. And it will be very hard for people who are overly patriotic, people who have very strong sense of self that is married to the United States because Barack Obama's one job that he is going to do excellently, is that he is going to absolutely destroy everything that America means. Can you imagine growing up, wherever it is that you're growing up, and every time that flag is raised, you just feel something in you, and then one day you go outside and you will see the flag of the new federation of the Americas. That is, it will be a flag that will carry a little bit of Mexico and the South American nations because they'll be part of the new American Federation, carry a little bit of Canada also melded in there, and then the United States. So no longer the red, white, and blue. There might be elements of the red, white, and blue in that flag, but even the U.S. flag will be changed. You will not listen to the familiar anthem. Everything that inspires America in the mind will be taken away and to those who still don't understand why to those who just think no it's the beast he has to have his own branding no it's all part of psychological warfare it is to destroy you that finds your selfhood through these things and god will allow it and the reason that god will allow it is because god is looking for his true remnant who aren't joined to anything and anyone and who says heaven is my home and to my lord i am waiting to go He's looking for who will actually dissociate, separate, and come out of Babylon. God doesn't care anything for the edifice that is here. The edifice is corrupted. It's like a rotten apple with the worms just doing slippery slide all through the apple. This is a place that they're stealing children. This is a place where they're eating human body parts. This is a place where, as you hear, they're going to start openly murdering political 
opponents in the future? Why do you think that God is married to the concept and the idea of the United States? God is married to the concept and the idea and the reality of Jesus Christ is Lord. That's what God is all about. So whoever wants to be a part of that situation, God is looking for those people. That's what the scripture means when it says, once more I will shake heaven and earth and everything that can be shaken, will be shaken. So all the self, the ideas of selfhood, what patriotism means, what the flag stands for, what the anthem inspires, what it is to see the military going off to war, all of that is going to crumble and become a crushed, oppressed nonentity under the cloven hooves of a megalomaniac. And God is going to stand by and see who spends time crying and who becomes a drunk because America has been destroyed and who's just standing there and saying, even so, Lord Jesus, come. This is not my home anyway. There's going to be sharp differentiations. And so that's what he would always say, that America is going to become busted up. It would become a whole different situation that I would not recognize. This is what he was telling me as far back as 2015. You will not recognize this country. You will not be able to even make sense of it. And here we are now, eight years in, and God is saying that Barack Obama is going to be a continuous ruler, which means that once he, it means two things. Once he takes power, he's just going to continue. And it was granted to him power to continue, I think it says, for, was it 42 months? Something like that. Yes, he was granted power to continue. So he's going to be a continuous ruler. This means unbroken control. But continuous ruler, when the Lord said he was coming back, I was taken aback this evening, December the 19th, 2023. And I said, Lord, is he coming back right now? And what the Lord simply said was, whoever you see sitting in the chair in 2024, that's Barack Obama. Now this should produce consternation and concern in the hearts of certain people and of course it will and that's because simple math tells you that Barack Obama is representative of only one party Barack Obama doesn't represent two parties I know that the Lord says that the two-party system in America is a farce and it is a farce I've been saying that since 2021 that it is a farce even the idea of the news media outlets being two separate oh no it's the conservative versus the liberals no they're just playing guided opposition to split people in their mind and their ideologies and the reason for that is because these people have a civil war lined up and they're not going to stop egging you on because they need you to any get your gun and get out there and shoot one another because you simply can't agree and you simply can't see that you are American first and that these false ideology and the differences don't really matter as much as they say they do. So that's why they play left-wing, right-wing, because they need the nation to become left-wing, right-wing enough until people get out there and fulfill the prophecies. Civil war is coming. That's the name of one prophecy from August 2020. That has to happen. A civil war of minimum three years. So even if we are here and we are listening to the word of the Lord, the greater majority are not listening and they are following that fire that is being stoked. So the idea of a two-party system does not really exist. However, even in the farce and the play acting, Obama only comes from one side. So I guess the Lord is giving a very clear understanding to those who know how to listen. 
He says, whoever you see sitting there, that is Obama continuing to rule. People will go missing in Obama's era. Pure elimination of the competition. The prophecy for that was given to me on October 14th, 2022. That's the first prophecy that comes to mind. Two of them, actually. The first one is called Ready Player One. And the second one is called Changes Ahead, You Will See Shaking. And in the Changes Ahead prophecy, that was part of a live prophecy prayer call. And the Lord was speaking about... Um, that Donald Trump would be taken out of the way, that Donald Trump will lose his life, and there are about six prophecies to that effect, that President Donald Trump will suffer an assassination, not attempt, but a successful assassination. God says that they will put that man to death. And the other prophecy that is called Ready Player One was talking about how the beast system and the rising of the beast who goes with it, the beast of Revelation 13 that God has revealed here multiple times, calling Barack Obama the beast of Revelation Revelation 13, the same beast that you can find in Daniel chapter 7 that will trample the residue with his feet, the same beast that you can find being talked about in Daniel chapter 12, where it says that the power of the holy people will be broken. And the power of the holy people will be broken by the same beast that we find in Revelation 13. That is going to be granted power to wage war against the saints and to prevail. I've covered all these things in previous prophecies, so I will not go into them. God says that in the era of Obama, there will be pure elimination of the competition. So the competition falls in two sections. Excuse me, please. The first section is the people that have been part of Obama's rise to the top. All the people who knew him from his suddenly appeared senator from Chicago days, all those people, that entire paper trail, those people are going to be absolutely eliminated. And now coming now into the current time, the modern era, that whole cache of people We're talking the Clintons, we're talking whoever else. Bill and Hillary Clinton are the only names that the Lord specifically pointed out. Also Kamala Harris. These people will all be eliminated. So they may celebrate with him at the time he takes his seat. Or they may go to their respective gravestones before he takes his seat. Whatever the case may be, Barack Obama... The beast of Revelation 13 is a single player only, and he's not going to tolerate groupthink. This is not going to be a group dictatorship. This is not going to be a, we're all friends together here. Let's give feedback on how we should run this new North Korea. It's not going to happen like that. He's going to be alone, and he will eliminate the competition. Everybody who was with him on his rise up, everybody who knows his true backstory, anybody who has gotten too close to have any understanding of how he functions, how he thinks, things he has done, both things in the public eye and things at the back, all that is competition. I spoke in 2022 in one of these prophecies. I'm going to list them in the description box. I wrote them all out here with the years and the dates. But I spoke in 2022 and said that that this is the modern era. The danger of the modern era is that someone will know your secrets. And then depending on 
how the person feels about how you're treating them as you're on your way up to the top. So this is a dangerous era because the Lord was saying that this is an era of cell phones. People get disgruntled when they're holding your dirty laundry and then you're starting to act more and more on camera like you don't have dirty laundry. Then they go live and then they say, well, I was there when the shirt of the laundry got dirty and I was there when the pants of the laundry got dirty and I know where all the dirty socks are. And so they can do a one-hour live in no time. That audience will grow from 2,000 to 5,000. And if it's a big name, before you know it, you've got 200,000 people on a live stream listening to salacious details about a president or about a senator or about a pastor, a bishop. And secrets get leaked. And the beast is not going to tolerate that. So that's one side of how competition will be eliminated. The other side, the other competition that will be eliminated is us. We are the competition that will not work in the beast system. Us, um, the Christians, us, those who may not necessarily be Christian. There are plenty of atheist people out there or people who just don't have any particular belief. There are plenty of people who consider themselves spiritual, but they don't necessarily follow the Lord Jesus Christ. But these people have strong ideals. They have strong ideas about what liberty is and what freedom is and what they're entitled to as Americans. And so that kind of thinking, freedom thinking, this is my stuff thinking. I do not want to be part of a socialist, communist, Marxist government thinking goes against the carefully controlled goose-stepping Groupthink that the new world order will be, where, where conforming is best. And so that type of person is going to be hunted out. And what God was saying tonight is tell them that it will be exactly like what Paul Pot did. Tell them that it will be exactly like what Paul Pot did. Paul Pot was a madman who ruled Cambodia for way too long. He activated and weaponized the military of the country against his own people. But how it started was a desire first to eliminate the competition. And then it spread to when he had eliminated some competition, then you start thinking, well, what if the ones that I've left are not my friend? What if they're envious? What if they're jealous? And so it started off exactly as I've explained by eliminating the so-called elites around him, people who were at his level, people who helped him to become whatever it is that he became, a sort of supreme leader. In his mind, he fancied himself much higher than just a mere president. The man saw himself as a national emblem, as a national symbol in of himself, in and of himself. He saw himself almost like the flag of the country. Massive, massive ego and the brain hanging on by two threads and began to put first enemies to death then the families of enemies, then widened it and widened it until the people in the nation themselves became his enemies. He saw enemies everywhere, behind every bush and tree. And he basically massacred his own people, several million of them, in only a five-year period. It was one of the greatest massacres in modern history. And this is what the Lord is saying will happen here. Mass murder Obama will put millions to death arbitrarily for no reason, for made-up reasons. 
Illegal will become legal by means of the iron pen. The iron decree is coming to make America a new landscape, a land of iron laws. So there are too many prophecies to recap, but just some highlights and some points um, of things that are going to come in the future that the Lord has revealed is that, for instance, physical money will, will go away. And I've explained that with the loss of physical cash instantly, that is self-independence and that is freedom going away. Independence and freedom going away because once you can't handle the cash, once the cash is translated to an online portal only, you have no control. You are now looking at zeros on a dashboard that someone else is controlling. You don't control that money except in a very light manner, meaning that you can go to an ATM for now and press some buttons and then some physical cash will be granted. And then you'll get a slip and the slip will tell you your zeros have gone down by this much. But once they board up the ATMs, as I prophesied last year, once they board up these ATMs and they seal them off and the era of paper money comes to an end, then we are in the era that I've been prophesying about all of this year. Money in the cloud money that exists on the other side of a dashboard that you are not on the other side of the dashboard. And they can put the money up or down. They can even say in the new world order, in the, in the future that is coming, they can simply say that there's too much scamming going on. There's too much fraud. There's too much backdoor earning without proper tax reporting. And therefore, people may not have multiple bank accounts. You may not be able to go to multiple institutions. They may say to limit fraud and to limit too much growth because it's not good for individuals to be too rich. The era of entrepreneurs is coming to an end. Tech bros, your time is nearly up. We are going into the era of the corporation. The corporation will be God. The corporation will be king. The corporations, I have prophesied here, will become so massive that they will have standing armies. You're looking at me. I'm looking at you. The corporations will have not mercenaries because mercenaries can be sought, sought out from various countries, and they're usually a small-knit group of guys. They're not going to be guerrilla fighters either. They are going to be orderly well-paid, uniformed killers. Amazon's going to have an army. Apple is going to have an army. Microsoft is going to have an army. Several other industries, different big companies, just think of the big, big names. They don't come to mind now, but I can promise you that in the prophecy that is called Pogroms in America, Amazon Apple, they had soldiers, armed soldiers with the government's knowledge, and they were assisting the government in hunting down people to kill people. The prophecies that you can look at for that are pogroms in America. Another one is called tracking and technology in America. Another one is called tanks in America because they were all part of a series that I simply called the In America series, showing how they were going to, they will have strategic and well-planned pogroms. And that is what Paul Pot did. Paul Pot planned and organized and carried out 
deliberate mass eliminations of the population using the Khmer Rouge, the military branch of his own country. And so, for no reason and for made-up reasons, the Lord says that Obama will do exactly the kind of mass murder that took place in Cambodia in the past, and illegal will become legal by means of the iron pen. This is a situation that I said, and God brought it up tonight. This situation of the iron pen is not going to start with Barack Obama. Right now, Joe Biden is trying it, but it's not working. The person that you're going to see do this with a flourish is Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris will write so many executive orders that truly she will have to soak her hand in ice water and have a little silk lotus mask on the hand to rest it before the next day of executive orders. That woman will tear up constitutional rights and protections and powers. I said that the executive orders... They will be written in such a way that they will supersede the Constitution. I said that the new set of laws that are coming in are going to be up here, and the laws that you know that derive their strength and their power from the Constitution are either going to be annulled by the existence of the brand new law. For instance, if there was a law in America that says that everyone had to go to bed at midnight, nobody could be awake beyond midnight and then a new law comes in and says that the old law shall not cease to exist except in states that have legislated bedtime at 9 30. what's that what that is basically saying is the old law is not being done away with no one is saying get rid of the midnight bedtime we're simply saying this law will not cease to exist unless a state legislates a new bedtime at 9.30. And then all the states will be compelled by the federation, the federalist government, to legislate a 9.30 bedtime, which means that they will never take the midnight off the books. But as you travel from state to state, you will see big billboards everywhere saying, Bedtime is 9.30, which means that this law below here and this law above, midnight is now below 9.30, and midnight has become useless. And the Lord says that after the useless old law sits there for a time, they will simply get up and they will have a vote, and they will say all in favor of getting rid of the midnight bedtime because people love sleeping at 9.30, and that is how they will finally repeal it. They will first neuter it. Those of you who have pets, you know what neutering is. They will neuter the old law. They will leave it there useless for a season, and then they will finally repeal it and get rid of it. And so the iron pen is coming in, and all illegal things will become legal, not by putting it through proper process, but simply by saying, this is now this, and that is now unnecessary. The Iron Decree is coming to make America a new landscape, a land of iron laws. And then I'm going to read this scripture for you. As I was putting these notes together, the scripture came to me from the Lord, and I'm going to read it and then carry on into the second part that he mentioned. Today is December 19, 2023, and here is the scripture from Daniel chapter 7 and verse 5. 
It says, and suddenly another beast, a second, like a bear. It was raised up on one side and had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. And they said thus to it, arise, devour much flesh. So this sentence, arise, devour much flesh. This doesn't end with a period. It ends with an exclamation mark. In reading, writing English, this is what is called an imperative. So Daniel 7 is looking at different visions that Daniel was having. He said that he was on his bed and he was seeing stirrings of the four winds of heaven. And he saw four great beasts come up out of the sea. And he was describing the beasts. But the one that God pointed out to me, all of a sudden, as I was putting together the notes of what he said tonight, was the bear. And this bear, this beast, the Lord has revealed, is the nation of Russia. Now it says that the, band was, the bear was standing up unevenly, standing up and had three ribs in the mouth clenched between the teeth. And a command came. And the command said, rise up and consume much flesh. The Lord had said tonight that Russia is going to take center stage at this time. That this is Russia's time. This is Russia's era. This is Russia's time to shine. This is Russia's time to exert control. This is Russia's time to come to the forefront, because that is what center stage is. Says that this is a time of key alliances for her. Her old enemies will be back. I cannot tell you who and, um, Russia's traditional enemies are, besides the United States that has always styled Russia as the villain. Um, I cannot tell you off the top of my head uh, who Russia's traditional enemies are. But the Lord says that as Russia is rising, I guess Russia being a nation almost represented like a person, for these nations are usually called she-she, it's usual that when you're rising, your haters will try for a season to rise with you. That happened to Moses. He was rising and his haters tried to rise with him until God separated them and showed whose miracles were genuine and whose miracles were fake because they were coming from demons and familiar spirits. In the same way, when Russia is rising, God says that old enmities, old problems, old conflicts will also arise. But he says that some of the old enemies will become friends and Russia will make many surprising new friends. Historic new partnerships will be made and the bear of Daniel will be granted her pound of flesh. And the first thing that came to my mind was this thing that um, has had been in the works, in the shadows, for many, many years. First came to my attention in 2015, the BRICS alliance, Brazil and Russia and India and China and South, South Africa. The BRICS alliance came to my mind because of how rapidly they were building, because China was making a lot of facilities including floating the ideas for a bank all the way back in 2015. So this is when it first came to my knowledge. But at that time, it was such a tiny little thing on the radar. And I've shared here many times that the Wall Street Journal used to mock it um, all the time. But now this thing has grown. Now they had their summit in South Africa this year in August. And even though there was some disruption saying that uh, President Putin should not uh, attend and everything like that, it was very well attended. It was very well attended. And guess who wasn't there? That's right. The United States was not there. So at present, 
BRICS is fielding, to my understanding, BRICS is fielding interest from up to 40 countries. And even if only three countries were interested, guess who's in the group of 40? That's right, the people with the oil, the people who keep the lights on and who keep the cars on the road, the Arabs, Saudi, and the rest of them are very interested in partnering there. And the reason they want to partner there is because the bully isn't there. The person who has hijacked the United Nations is not there. The person who has hijacked NATO is not there. That can be, so they believe, a fresh space for multilateral trade, equity, finance, partnering, travel, hospitality. They're planning to do it all. And the hijacker is not invited. The hijacker and her Western allies are not being asked to attend, contribute, or even send in a memo of suggestions. So I was speaking about this in 2021, about the shifting order that was coming. I was speaking about this in 2019. The prophecy is called ascendancy, where I said, as Russia goes up, America will go down. 2020, God was saying this, that the elevator is going to start to shift And so the bear is going to rise up and she has a command from the Lord to get her pound of flesh. Prophecies concerning Barack Obama that you may want to look into. Here they are in no particular order, even though let me try and be neat. There's a prophecy from July 16. 2019, and it's called In Quick Succession, America in Turmoil. And the reason that this prophecy is mentioned here is because of one last thing that the Lord said concerning Barack Obama and Donald Trump. So this prophecy I've mentioned, In Quick Succession, America in Turmoil, um, there was a vision that I had. That prophecy was about something that I learned from the Lord in that time in July 2019 called the Deep State, the Deep State. And what the Lord revealed, many people call it a conspiracy, but then that is simply because as far as knowledge extends, that is what people call truth. So what they can see or beyond what they can see, what they know or what their best friend or their grandmother or a politician that they trust confirmed for them, all those things fall under the auspices of truth. Anything outside of that is too far-fetched. Anything outside of that is outright lies. But that's usually because... People are threatened by information that they don't know. Yes, I'm well aware of it. I'm well aware of why people get angry when they come here. They are threatened by the fact that I'm sitting here and they don't, they, I don't have a PowerPoint presentation to show them of the things that I'm speaking of. So they must insist that it's a lie. Why? It preserves their worldview. It keeps them comfortable. It makes them feel safe. It makes them feel safe. And they don't have to feel threatened that what they know and what they trust has outer boundaries. But the deep state is not a conspiracy. The deep state is not a theory. The deep state actually is the existence of people that you never voted for. It's the existence of people who you truly think that you know who it is. But I have a prophecy that is called the leaders of Babylon where God says that if you guessed a million years, you will not know who it is. This means that for all the belief that it must be the Rockefellers, for instance, God says that people would reel 
if they knew who it actually was. And to my mind, this only speaks to the things that are not human behind those people. Because that's the only thing that will make us real when we think that the hand of manipulation behind the government that we believe we choose is not even a hand, but a two- or three-fingered reptile claw. In that prophecy, God was talking about the deep state, and God was talking about how the deep state manipulates the outcomes that America gets so that America will never be stable. America will always be traumatized because you can't expect stability when you're trying to operate in one particular system and you're calling it government. And yet there is a pseudo-government. There is a hidden government. There are unseen hands that always tamper with things so that the results you think you will get, you don't get. It causes unrest. It causes frustration. It causes mistrust. It causes a separation between the leaders and the people dissonance, there's no agreement, and then there's embattlement, and then there's bitterness, and these things rise to crescendo, and then we end up in an election cycle, and then the deep state makes the choices. So the vision that I saw briefly, because Barack Obama is definitely featuring in this prophecy and the one that I will do, I will separate these two prophecies because this one has become long enough on its own, the things that God has said today. And what I saw is that I saw that there was a speech going on. This prophecy is from 2019, so President Trump was still in power. I thought there was a speech going on, and President Trump was due to speak. And um, he was standing in the wings, and he was waiting to be introduced. So he was standing in the wings, and they were making preliminary announcements and things like that, and then he was going to come out. But deeper in the wings behind him, President Trump did not know that there was a person standing behind him. Deeper in the wings behind him was a man standing so close to him that he could almost smell his hair. The man was standing so close to him that the tips of his black shoes were brushing the back of President Trump's shoes. But President Trump was absolutely unaware of the presence of this man. And that man was Barack Obama. And the impression that God was putting on me when President Trump walked out of the wings. The impression that God was putting on me was at a time unknown and at a time unexpected, this man waiting in the wings with that massive grin that he's always wearing, a grin of a person who I know something you don't know, he's waiting in the wings so that at the right time, with the right opportunity, and I use the word opportunity loosely, that opportunity will be absolutely manufactured. There will be nothing organic about it. They will say, what an opportunity. No, it will be 100% an outcome that certain people have been working towards for decades, for more years than most of us who use and watch this channel have been alive. This one world system is a lifelong dream the culmination of biblical prophecy. Many people, because they don't know God and they don't respect God, they hear of the NW final circular letter and they just think this is a striving of men. This is a striving of governments, of power. People, please, please, you don't have the time that you have to be thinking at the level that you are thinking at. The fallen will take this nation, whether who likes it or not. 
Satan knows the Bible better than your average pastor, better than your average false prophet on the internet. And Satan knows that it was granted to him to continue for 42 months. And by golly, by gosh, he is going to get those 42 months over all the dead bodies if he has to. It is prophesied. America, you are taking unwilling parts in a play, a starring role that you thought you never asked to, but you sinned your way into this. This is a power play that is greater than man. The beast system is rising. The book of Revelation is fulfilling itself. And how tragic that all the extras who are starring in that book are spending their time on social media debunking everything that they don't understand. There will be people who listen to this prophecy and say that I got it because Netflix has movies. But I've been sitting here since, I've been hearing about Obama since before he passed the gay marriage law. I've been hearing about him. God has been telling me that this man is a murderer. And I've said it here on camera, right? None of you are here in the house protecting me. I know who's protecting me. I don't come to this blog and say a certain man will do a certain thing and when it happens we will all know who it is. That's not the type of prophecy that's here. There's names. There's deeds. That's the spirit of the Lord. I know in whom my soul is trusting. So before Netflix was a thing and was shocking everyone and everyone, Sister Celestial, have you? Yeah, well, I, it's written down. And it was written down for your edification and for your warning. Why? So that you would not have the reactions that you're having now and yet. God says that Donald Trump will die embattled. One sentence. Celestial, he will die embattled. To be embattled, if I can give you a picture, it is when you go outside to work in your yard, and you see what looks like a small wasp's nest. It, it looks small, and you think about it, and you don't think you need to go back in and get a helmet and put on long sleeves. You think that perhaps if you give it one good whack with the rake, you can hit it far enough so that it might even go to the edge of the pool or something, but it will not be as big as you think it is. And you hit that thing and you find that it's 10 times the size that it looked. And those wasps all come out and they look at you in your red t-shirt and they surround you and they begin to sting you from head to foot. Exactly like America's golden boy, ex-president Donald Trump is being stung from head to foot. Every five seconds, breaking news this. The judge says he is a liar. The judge says this and that. Embattled means set upon on all sides. It's being chased down the streets by every dog in the neighborhood because all the neighbors forgot to shut their yards and you're walking by and then suddenly there's 12 dogs after you, 15 dogs, and you're running by yourself and not a single owner is coming and going, here boy, here boy, more dogs join in. God says that this is how this man is going to lose his life. Go down in infamy. These are not new prophecies. 
So, the prophecies concerning Barack Obama are these. In quick succession, America in turmoil, July 16, 2019. The Iron Spider, November 8, 2019. And I will mention a little bit, a vision from this prophecy, November, I think it's November 8, 2019, but in this prophecy, I saw, I saw Barack Obama. He was riding on the waves of the sea. He was riding on the waves of the sea, and he was coming in fast towards land. Excuse me, please. He was coming in fast towards land. He was so eager to make landfall, and he was part of the sea. So the sea was very stirred up. The sea was very angry. The sea was heaving. The sea was very chaotic. And the bottom part was water. But then the waves rose into a very, very, one particularly very high wave. You know, I think they call it a white cap. It rose very high, but the thing about the water is it was so dirty. It was so filthy. It looked as if several loads of heavy laundry had been run in that same water. And at the very top, his legs were forming out of the seawater, and then he was in a suit And the wave was curving in towards land, and there was Barack Obama at the very top, leaning in with so much interest, with this lust, with this hunger to make landfall. And what the Lord said is that Obama will come in on almost a wave of popular opinion. And once again, I will caution those who are listening. There's a tendency of people to try and process prophecy through their own filters. So whatever you think, unfortunately, the little blunt knife and fork that certain people have available, that's what they try to cut this tough beef that God has given me for prophecy. Because this is not for the faint of heart. These prophecies will change you or they will defeat you. There are no other outcomes. You will either change Or you will be defeated by them, by the spirit of fear and hopelessness and depression. The choice is yours. Because there's no fainting here in the end times. The Bible tells us that men's hearts will fail. But what it doesn't tell you is that you have a choice to decide whether you're going to be one of that scripture or not. Whether it's you in Luke 21 that it's talking about or not. So people will listen To the Lord saying that he will return on a wave of popular opinion. And then they will say, but he's not popular. We hate them. No, you hate him. So you assume that the entire world is your little heart that can't comprehend that God is speaking of a time where people's brains will be cooked like noodles, like ramen that's been on the stove too long. God is speaking of a time where people will make the most nonsensical choices. And why will they make it? Because spiritual power will be leaking into the world. Every portal on earth and in heaven will be open. You might not even remember your name in the future. So you're thinking with your 2023 brain, your 2023 understanding, your 2023 little box of feelings. I don't see him coming back. Nobody likes him. People will love him. They will love him. They will cry over him the way misguided little girls used to cry over Michael Michael Jackson. And worse will they do when they see him on sight. The demons and the witchcraft that man will be moving with. He will pass by and a woman will say, Harry, I'm leaving you. And go join his harem. People will go missing in his era. I have seen them go missing. It is in my notes. I have never said it. 
I will say it on camera now. The Lord showed me. This is from the times that God was showing me that Christians will go and work in the White House. And those who are called to go and work in the White House, the Lord says that you are being selected. You will be selected and you will be brought forth. Obama will include for a time period Christians in his government. He will. And the reason that he will do that is because he will start out with subterfuge and lies, as always. And he will want to appear, as he did the first time, the faithful and loving church man. So he will select Christians. I saw them going there. Some of them moved there and they had no idea what they were doing in Washington, D.C., they were unpacking in their new government-paid-for apartments, clueless, and seeking in their hearts, Lord, have I made the right decision? And the Lord was comforting them and saying, I, who brought Joseph into the palace? Who gave Esther that husband? Who lifted David from the sheepfold? Who put them in halls of power? Who told you, Christians, that the halls of power have to be clean and match what you think? That it has to be the new wave nouveau Christian government before it's okay for you to go and work there. God does things that cannot be searched out. He does things that cannot be understood. He put Moses under Pharaoh's nose to raise the prophet that would destroy the Egypt. That was at that time enslaving his people. Who can search out the mind of Yah the Great? No one, definitely not people of this modern era who think that they hear a prophecy and then it's like, I don't feel, I don't feel that he's popular enough. Can you imagine thinking that you have to agree that the beast out of the Bible, you have to feel he should be popular enough before he can be the beast? What if you are six feet under when he begins beasting? What is the value of the feelings and the opinion and, and the chitter-chatter then? And that is why many people have no peace. So I saw that he will return on a wave of popular opinion. And you can always go and check it out in this prophecy from March 26, 2020. That is called the 44 Honeycomb and Bokeh. One of the aspects of that prophecy that God revealed was that America's brains don't function very well when Barack Obama is mentioned. Because God was showing me back then, this is before the primaries kicked off, God was showing me who was going to end up winning the primary. And that once he hit the campaign trail, Biden was going with two people, Obama and Kamala and I saw America light up like a Christmas tree. I was looking at the map and I just saw lights begin to go on. And I saw the old-fashioned telephone. You know the one that looks like a, little, like a little trumpet and you put it next to your ear? I saw the telephone lines light up. And what America was saying was Obama and Joe, Obama and Joe, Obama and Joe back together again. Nostalgia kicked this nation in the stomach. And so, the wave of popular opinion is not as unbelievable as some might think. Other prophecies that you can look at concern Obama, number 44, will return. That prophecy is from December the 3rd, 2019. Another prophecy is the times to come, 44, December 2, 2019. 
King of the World is another Obama prophecy on the Master's Voice, December the 10th, 2019. The Man of Sin, May the 24th, 2020. A very brutal prophecy. In that prophecy, God was showing me how hard uh, Barack Obama will cut the church of Jesus Christ down. And God was saying that he can still win the war against the devil with a few soldiers. Now, many soldiers will sleep. Many soldiers will leave this earth. And Obama will be the direct cause of that. And you just heard in the beginning of this prophecy that millions, I didn't say some, because people tend to dissociate. What they will hear is, she said, Obama will kill people. No, I said that Obama will put, put millions of people to death arbitrarily. That means that when you look at the death certi certificate and you're seeking for a reason, there won't be one. There won't be anything. They might leave it blank. He says that they might use for no reason and for made-up reasons. And that's how it is in a dictatorship. A, di a dictator doesn't actually have to answer for his actions. That's, that's why he's a dictator. America, you will be a regime. The stuff of nightmares. The stuff that for years, regime, government, Words like regime, words like dictator, words like totalitarian, these words have been tossed around in this country to brand other nations. What an irony that this is how the story ends, that the flag comes down, some new monstrosity goes up, and when it goes up, a brand new Stalin-Leninist era. In prophecy, I have spoken here that God says, the end of this country, Lenin and Stalin would be proud. They would be proud of the blueprint that will be unfolded here. So, another prophecy is pogroms in America. That focuses usually on Kamala Harris, but since she has been mentioned briefly in this prophecy, you might want to look at that, July 17th, 2021. The Assyrian the defeat of Barack Obama by the Lord Jesus Christ, May the 8th, 2021, an iron yoke for America. This is the coming of Obama's government to America, September 11, 2022, and then the two that were mentioned earlier, Ready Player One, and also Changes Ahead, You Will See Shaking, October the 14th, 2022. And so this is the word of the Lord. This is what God has given me. These are the truths that the Heavenly Father has revealed to me. And perhaps the name of this prophecy will be changed to greater reflect the material that has been covered here. The Lord saying that Barack Obama is definitely coming back to power as a continuous ruler, that he's going to eliminate the competition altogether, that the elites who know him best, that know his backstory, that might even have stuff to dangle over his head, so to speak, will be eliminated. And then he will turn to eliminate the other competition. That is the literal citizens of this nation in the style and manner of the madman, the killer Pol Pot of Cambodia. Illegal things will become legal. Executive decrees will be the way that the nation is run America will become a brand new landscape, the home of iron laws. This means that you can't argue in the courts, by the way. An iron law doesn't actually give you the right to challenge it, repeal it, push back, 
or complain about it. The America that is coming is that many snitches will be listening for those who complain about anything. And it might start off, in fact, it will start off with financial fines, with reprimands, with letters that come in the mail suggesting that you do better and don't you want to perform and be part of the perfect society. And then eventually... That beast system will take off its mask, its outer face, and it will become brutal and nightmarish and quite cartoonish as you find old people drinking potions to look 19 when they're 97. God is speaking here in this prophecy about Russia, her rise, her brand new friendships, and the awakening of old enemies. And God is also saying that the prophecy concerning Donald Trump still stands that this man will lose his life. God has already said that because of Trump's pride and because people worship him as an idol in the United States and give him a higher stature than Jesus Christ himself, God says that he will leave this man to fall into the hands of his enemies. And now he is saying that this man will die embattled, which is fighting for his very life, basically. I'm Celestial, and this is the Master's Voice. The Master's Voice are the direct prophecies that I have received of the Lord Jesus Christ that I have been carefully protecting and keeping and writing and journaling and recording these words since 2012. And I'm still bringing them out now in the last month of 2023, and I shall continue until either I finish or the Lord says, stop. Thank you for being with me, and until I see you again, goodbye.